1: this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Well, shake it Tuesday afternoon, Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Supertalktv.com. Thanks for being with us in the Pearl River Resort Studios, Pearl River Resort. That's the home of the Sportsbook at Timeout Lounge. That's the place where if you want to get in on some action during this college baseball postseason, which there is not a whole lot left of, they are your place. The Sportsbook at Timeout Lounge at Pearl River Resort, PearlRiverResort.com. You want to be a part of the conversation? You know we'd love to hear from you. Ceasefire text line. That's the way to do it. Want to give your business the edge? gigabit fiber internet from ceasefire business backed by world-class IT experts who live where you do right here in ceasefire country. Check availability now at ceasefire.com slash business. We do want to hear from you. Your reaction to Ole Miss's win, emphatic win, last night over the Arkansas Razorbacks to move within one win of the College World Series finals. What did you see? What stood out? Any concerns? How confident are you? All of those things. Love to hear from you. Uh, no Borky and Haydad broke it down from every possible angle going into yesterday's game. And so, admittedly, not being able to listen to you guys yesterday, I'm curious what you thought was going to happen and what actually happened. What was your, uh, what was your hit rate? What was your level of accuracy in terms of breaking it down yesterday?
3: Most importantly... At the end of the show, we picked a winner of the game. Mm-hmm. Somebody picked Ole Miss to win. Okay. Somebody picked Arkansas to win. Okay. And Brian Haydad is the loser. Was it out of principle there, there or out of what you thought was going to happen? But no, I mean, I picked Arkansas
4: to win the national title, so I decided to stick with that uh, that prediction. It, you, but I have new
2: information now. I was going to say the whole new information guy didn't pop up yesterday.
4: No, because, I, I mean, Arkansas, what, what, what would I have taken away from Arkansas's first game that made me think, no, they're not playing well? They were pitching Zach Morris. Screech and Slater weren't available. I, I, thought, the, I thought the analytics would, were, were going to work for Dave Van Horn. I, I mean, I get that they didn't, you know, the pitching decision, but I didn't, I, I didn't expect their bats to go as silent as they did.
2: Mm. You didn't watch Hunter Elliott pitch last week? I did, but, I mean, it's...
3: I'm There's different mess- Southern Miss in Arkansas. I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. What would you uh, make of that from your vantage point, by the way? I mean, I know that Arkansas didn't have great options, but they had guys that had started games all season available last night, and he goes with this lefty in his second career start. Not second start of the season. He's been at Arkansas for three years and that was his second start and he could not throw strikes. Like I know that in hindsight's 2020 but that doesn't surprise you does it? This guy that has never really started games before in his career gets to the college world series and cannot throw the ball over the plate. Like that should have been something that you expected, right? Here's what I thought of the decision. There is
2: no question that Dave Van Horn is one of the best coaches, not just in college baseball today, but in college baseball history, his resume speaks for itself. The only thing missing from his resume is a national championship. He has taken Arkansas to seven College World Series. He took Nebraska to two College World Series. He has seven, uh, I'm sorry, he has 1,164, is that right? 1,164 career wins. I'm not questioning whether or not Dave Van Horn is a good Coach, I did listen to the, uh, at at like 2 a.m. this morning, I listened to the post-game wrap-up show that they did on on Sirius XM last night. And those guys are always going to kind of punch with kid gloves just a little bit, even when when they're barely punching. And they they use cute terms like, oh, Dave Van Horn's a little bit of a mad scientist and he does things a little bit differently in the Anna. Dave Van Horn out-thunk himself yesterday. How many times have we said, in a regional environment, it's not about winning game one. It's about winning game one and winning game two. If you win game one and game two, you now have margin for error in terms of getting out of the regional. There's zero margin for error left for Arkansas. Now, maybe he's just watched his pitching staff throughout the course of the season and he didn't feel like he had a good option. Hagan Smith felt like that would have made a little more sense. McIntyre pitched really well for them against North Carolina. You, you, I have trouble being convinced, like some people were spinning it, that Dave Van Horn was looking ahead and kind of thinking, well, if we win this one, then this is what happens. I do think Van Horn made a decision that he thought gave his team the best chance to win. It just blew up in his face spectacularly when Zach Morris couldn't throw strikes in the top of the first inning. And then it completely spun out of control from there. But I don't even think you have to say hindsight. I think you could look at it in real time and go, that decision doesn't make a ton of sense to me. You know your ball club. You know your pitching staff better than I do. But I am pleased, if I'm an Ole Miss fan, Dave Van Horn, with the decision that you are making as we go into this game
3: as opposed to a couple of other decisions you could have made. And then it wasn't even just starting Zach Morris, right? I mean, did people around you kind of pick up what he was doing? He changed a picture basically every inning. That's because they couldn't get anybody out. He was trying to find something. See, and the guys on TV were kind of talking about it like, "Oh, it's strategy because they're playing for tomorrow." And I thought, if Dave Van Horn is playing, not when it's six to three, they're not. Yeah, if he's playing to get to a loser or to protect himself in a loser's bracket game, what is he doing? I I, I didn't that that conversation they had. I thought was a little bizarre.
2: Yeah, that 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 makes no. Now, when it's ten to three, okay, I buy that. Then I don't buy that when it's six to three. I certainly don't buy that when it's four to three. They're trying to figure out how to get out. Period. But they couldn't. And and that's the thing, they just couldn't, right? I mean and, and, and it's not like he just went to, to duds, right? So so he starts Zach Morris, who had an ERA of like two going into the game, but it was only a second start. And then from Morris he goes to Evan Taylor, who was undefeated in thirty one appearances with a sub four ERA. And then he went to Cole Ramage and then he went to Jackson Wiggins, who had started fifteen games. I I mean, later in the game, maybe maybe just kind of you know, when he goes to Elijah Trest and he goes to oh, was it Starks that that, that pitched late in the game as well, I think.
3: Yeah, Starks and then Ledbetter finished it off.
2: I mean, yeah, at that point, okay, you're just throwing guys out there to try and get to the end of the game and protect as much of your bullpen as you can. But that wasn't the case in the second, third, fourth, and fifth innings. Maybe until after the fifth inning.
3: Well, it, reading the box score is kind of funny. We all saw it happen in real time, but Morris, Taylor, Ramage, and Wiggins. Two runs, two runs, two runs, two runs four runs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what would you think as
2: you were watching? Both of you. What was your thought as you were watching it unfold? And I don't mean in like the seventh inning. I'm talking about like, you know, early-ish in the game.
3: The story has to start, I think, with Hunter Elliott, right? Because, you know, people use the word great too much. Hand up. I use the word great too much. I don't think that was a quote-unquote great night for him, but it showed you why he's already a great player. Like when people say he's going to be good or he's going to be one of the best, I think you can get rid of the qualifiers at this point because he did not have his best stuff. You could tell he was kind of fighting it a little bit early in the game, uh, sun-in-the-face fly ball cost his team a run, so he gives up a run on a play that shouldn't have been. That runner shouldn't have been on base either because of an earlier, although it was scored a hit, should have been scored an error. So he gives up one cheap run there, gives up another cheap run on an error, and settled in and pitched extremely well against that lineup in that spot as a freshman. So he didn't have his best stuff. His team wasn't playing good defense behind him early. Uh, When they would score runs, Arkansas got a couple right back, and he just settled in and made good pitches. His pitch count was high early and had a couple of efficient innings later in the game to preserve the bullpen. It wasn't a, a great night, but it showed you why he's a great pitcher, because he didn't have his best stuff and still rose to the occasion and won his team the game by how he pitched and settled in after a little early adversity.
2: Yeah. Hey, Dan, what's stood out for you?
4: A little bit of what Borky said, you know, when it was going back and forth, I, w- I was wondering if it was going to be like that all game or which pitcher was eventually going to to, to get control of the game, and it was Hunter Elliott. Um, and then, and we talked about it a little bit yesterday on the show, and, we, and you just brought it up now, the way Van Horn just, I'm out, I like analytics, but, man, you, sometimes you just really outthink yourself. And putting a guy into his first start or his second start in that situation, I know hindsight's twenty-twenty—but that's that was just a bad decision all the way around.
2: We'll talk a little bit more about the way the game unfolded when we come back uh, later this afternoon in the 4 o'clock hour. Chase Parham will join us, uh, a conversation that I had earlier with him today about kind of some of what happened last night and also looking forward to in this College World Series format and uh, hopefully going to catch up with Kendall Rogers in the 5 o'clock hour. Sports Talk Mississippi, just getting started. We'll be right back.
5: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you. They're in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Just call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. In Hines County, look for some minor delays. 20 eastbound at Maddox Road. Elsewhere, no other major problems so far this afternoon. Buckle up and drive safe. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. Proudly serving the metro area since 1946. Call Smith Brothers, 601-353-5217. (laughs)
6: The <laughs> Michael Cassidy has proposed a lot of new federal spending. Cassidy wants to force a government-run health care system on all citizens, regardless of age. That's the same Medicare for All proposal being promoted by radical liberals like Bernie Sanders and AOC. Cassidy's proposal would cost taxpayers $48 trillion, eliminating your health insurance and bankrupting the current Medicare program. It's radical, irresponsible, and there's nothing conservative about that, because there's nothing conservative about Michael Cassidy.
7: I'm Michael Guest, and I approve this message.
6: Paid for by friends of Michael Guest.
3: A stronger, healthier Mississippi starts
8: with the right managed care. Managed with integrity. AmeriGroup brings over 30 years of experience partnering with Medicaid programs throughout the country and a deep commitment to Mississippi. So far, we've invested over $3 million to improve the overall health of our communities. AmeriGroup of Mississippi. Managed care. Managed with integrity. Learn more at
0: AmeriGroupMS.com
11: we
1: Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi.
13: Will you ever get so excited that you just can't wait?
1: Yes! Sports Talk Mississippi. Covering your Mississippi teams. I've been waiting my whole life for this. Don't touch that dial! Here on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: With you on Sports Talk Mississippi,
2: streaming at supertalk.fm. So Ole Miss jumped out to a 2-0 lead last night. They got a, uh, what, a leadoff single on an 0-2 pitch from Justin Bench. He got to second on kind of a chopper ground ball to the second baseman. Uh, he gets to third on, what, a grounder to the shortstop by Elko. And then Kevin Graham gets a two-out base hit, one of his two hits in the game, and that scores... Justin Bench makes it one nothing, And then Kemp Alderman draws a walk. And then Chatinier gets hit by a pitch. And then Dunhurst walks. And when Ole Miss had traffic on the bases, you, you were sitting there looking at it the whole time going, yeah, but they're two out. If Arkansas gets out of this and only gives up one run, that's a win for the Razorback. You give up a run in the first inning, you'd rather not, sure, but a run is not a big deal. You're going to score. Usually. But the second run, which was kind of gift wrapped by Arkansas in the first inning, felt like a big deal. And it could have been a really big deal if Ole Miss had gotten one more hit there, but Garrett Wood grounded out, and that ended the inning. And then Arkansas gets a run back in the bottom of the first. And in a lot of ways, that was kind of gift wrapped by Ole Miss, right? where you you have the the fly ball to left. Um, Well, I guess it started out with the ground ball to short, right, to Jacob Gonzalez kind of going up the middle behind the bag, didn't make a clean play on his play, he should have made. Yeah. Kicks it, and I I don't remember the exact sequence there. I guess I've got it right here. So you, you got a leadoff single, and then a strikeout, and another strikeout, and the double to left field from... Michael Turner, the catcher for Arkansas, and he just hit it high in the air, and Kevin Graham couldn't find it. He couldn't find it, and then when he found it, the wind was gushing to his, you know, toward the left field line, and so he goes on a sprint and tries to dive, and he comes up, you know, away from it,
3: scores a run. Yeah, there was another one later in the game too, before the sun set, where uh, apparently Kyle Peterson was looking at Graham that it went foul, but he said Graham never saw that baseball. He said, "The second it cleared the stadium, he had no idea. He put his hands up and just did not know where the ball was because wow. he's looking dead into the sun, and it went foul. But that was a problem.
2: So you asked me about the ballpark, borky in the break.
3: What was your question? I just I've heard people say that it's kind of like corporate or, or cookie cutter or or whatever. Hundred percent, zero
2: personality. It's it's nice." Right? I mean, it's nice. It's big. I mean, you can put, I think the all time record crowd is 28,000 and change. There were over 25,000 there last night. So it's big and it's nice and it's clean and there are plenty of concession options and it takes them a little longer than it should to get people into the game, especially with a quick turnaround time. It's like there should be another gate or two maybe to get people in. But it's fine. Has zero personality. And I guess it was the city of Omaha who who helped pay for it that dictated that the camera shots looking beyond the center field wall are going to have downtown Omaha in them because it is turned the opposite of how it should be, right? I mean, normally home plate n- normally home plate sits in the southwest corner of the ballpark. And here it sits in the northeast corner. And that's why you had the wind blowing out of the south. It was blowing in all the time. I mean, you think about it, that's the predominant wind this time of year in Omaha. You flip that thing around and even with the 408 foot center field fence, you get more home runs. Um, yeah, hey, you know, whatever. They, they just, they, they, but also it means you've got outfielders looking dead into the sun as the sun sets as we go into today, which is the longest day of the calendar year. So they're going to still be looking into the sun in like the bottom of the seventh.
3: In an right? elimination game, in a win-or-go-home uh, win situation, you've got a right fielder that's staring into the sun on a fly ball. So it's fine. like it, It's nice and it's special,
2: but it's special because you have the fans there and, and everybody and the stakes are so high. It's not special because the ballpark is, is anything other than just a big ballpark with a good playing surface. That That's it. Um, Two to one after an inning, four to three after two innings, as Arkansas got two runs in the bottom of the second inning. And that was, Borky, I think you made the point earlier, maybe it was you, hey Dad, where you're like, uh oh, here we go. And this is, is anybody going to get anybody out? How long is it going to last? And then almost puts two more on the board in the top of the third inning. And then Hunter Elliott holds Arkansas scoreless. And then it's a scoreless fourth inning for both teams. So now you've got a 6-3 game going into the fifth, and that's when everything changed. That That's when Ole Miss scores four runs. And Calvin Harris, in the nine hole last night, goes three for four with a home run, two doubles, and four runs batted in. Look, Tim Elko's two-run home run was as impressive as it gets, right? I mean, it's a moonshot that lands at the base of the concession stands behind the grandstands in the left field wall, it was absolutely crushed. That's like one that you put on the highlight reel. Calvin Harris's home run was more impressive because it was into the win and it was a line shot that just absolutely got out of the park in a hurry. And that's where the game kind of, for all practical purposes, ended, Right. I mean, Arkansas a couple of times had a chance to make it a little bit closer. They can get one more hit and make it 10 5. They weren't able to do that. Here, here's something that stood out to me, and, I, and I'm sure you guys noticed it as you watched last night. Mason Nichols was really good. Mason Nichols had not pitched in 15 days, he had not thrown since Sunday of the Coral Gables Regional. But you know who else hadn't thrown since Sunday of the Coral Gables Regional? Brandon Johnson. I asked Mike Bianco after the final day of the, the Hattiesburg Regional. Actually, I guess it was on this show on Monday after it was over. How would you decide, go to your closer, stick with Mallets there? And, and what did he tell us? He told us in a four-run game we were going to go to Brandon Johnson. Five-run game, it doesn't really feel like a safe situation. Closers are a little weird sometimes. You need them to be in a high-leverage deal to kind of get their best. That clearly wasn't. At thirteen to three, but you need your closer to throw more often than once every fifteen days, and so it felt like that was pretty important for Brandon Johnson to go out there and pitch the ninth inning, regardless of what. It, and he gave up two hits. One of them was a bloop, you know, bloop to left field, and then the other one was just a nuked home run. He did have a couple of strikeouts. He got a ground ball mixed in there as well. I feel like you almost don't even look at Brandon Johnson's line because of what the score was and just be glad that he pitched and, and got on that mound because it feels like at some point over the next
3: seven days you're going to need Brandon Johnson in a high-leverage situation. Possibly even tomorrow night. I mean, that's the next question here. Of course, I ask a layered and nuanced question up against a heartbreak, but it's how you handle the pitching situation tomorrow. You know, Who do you start, and does that depend – on who wins tonight, and then if you do go with Derek Diamond, how long is the leash, and then how long do you have Mallets in the game or Johnson or whatever? It, that, that's it, Mike Bianco's in a lot right this postseason. Pitching management, lineup changes. I mean, you, you mentioned going to Harrison right field and Wood at third has really worked out for him. All that kind of stuff. Hit the biggest challenge for him this postseason so far. Those tomorrow night. But,
2: but let's start here. Who are you cheering for tonight? Cheering for Auburn or Arkansas? You want
4: Arkansas out of there. They're the I, most. They're the more dangerous team. I completely
2: agree. Completely agree. That there's not a there's not a pitcher on Auburn's staff that you're scared of outside of Burkhalter at the end of the game, and your hope would be that. Before you get to that point, you've rendered him meaningless and useless. Yeah. Every other guy that, that that Auburn can run out there, almost Miss has had success against.
4: And with with Arkansas, don't you think even on short rest, it's Nolan they're, they're going to go to right? You think must win <sighs> game? They got go to go to him.
2: You're going to go to him on three days.
4: And a must win. You go to him on three days and you hope that you can you can win and maybe get him in the championship series. If you if you if you take the risk, even if you win tonight and then you pitch him on Thursday, you may not get him in the championship series.
2: Yeah. In that scenario you'd probably you have got, to get him to a game three of a championship series.
4: Yeah, you might be able to do what State did with Bednar last year, maybe. But I would I would throw Nolan tomorrow and and do the
2: best I could. Don't, don't you think that even though Connor Nolan has been really good, Ole Miss probably not intimidated by him on three days rest?
3: They're not intimidated All by you, anybody anymore.
2: Ole Miss, Miss shouldn't be intimidated by anybody
4: at this point. What are they going to be scared of?
12: Yeah.
2: So let's talk about the other part of that question, right? So not just who are you for tonight, Auburn or Arkansas, but what about the pitching question for tomorrow night? Where would you go Where do you think Mike Bianco goes? You can send us your thoughts on the Ceasefire text line at 601 879 4395.
10: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today's sunny skies and hot, high near 98. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 76. Your Wednesday, sunny and hot, high near 98. Wednesday evening, mostly clear, low around 76. And for your Thursday, much of the same sunny skies and hot, high near 101. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871.
8: The only way to protect you and your family from the current wave of gun violence is for you to be mentally and physically prepared to confront it. The only way to do that is proper instruction, training, and practice with a professional firearms instructor. Boondocks FTA is the place to learn or become more efficient in your firearm skills. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and visit us at boondocksfta.com.
12: One Mississippi, two Mississippi. (laughs) There are actually a lot of Mississippis. We're the birthplace of the blues and the king of rock and roll. We're not just the Delta. We're beaches and boardwalks, bright lights and brighter smiles. There's a Mississippi for everyone. Shouldn't a local bank offer just as much? The Citizens Bank gives you more accessibility to lenders, more products and more fit. Whatever your Mississippi, it takes one Mississippi to choose your local bank. The Citizens Bank. In your corner, member FDIC.
14: For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks. They're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops. Or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right. Free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors. Mirrors cut to size and installed. Picture frame glass, tables, desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass. They'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at venableglass.com remember for all your glass needs call venable glass services 601-605-4443
16: It's Lisa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Supreme Court could deliver an opinion on Mississippi's abortion case as early as today. A leaked draft opinion suggesting the court might overturn Roe v. Wade has led to protests from pro choice and pro life groups that continue outside the Supreme Court today.
6: Oh, God,
16: If they do overturn the landmark decision and return the power to regulate abortion back to the states, Mississippi's lone abortion clinic will close. And one of two suspects involved in a church burglary was captured in a Natchez hotel. According to Adams County Sheriff Travis Patton, 35-year-old Mark Sturdivant had crawled under a hotel bed to avoid being captured. Deputies were able to locate Sturdivant courtesy of a tip from a witness seeing him enter the hotel room. The other suspect has been identified as Kevin Paul Martin. If you have information on Martin's whereabouts, call the Adams County Sheriff's Office at 601-442-2752.
17: system is a go.
1: This this is Sports Talk Mississippi right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Exactly.
2: Responses from you on the ceasefire text line about who you might pitch or who you would pitch tomorrow, and who you think Mike Bianco will pitch tomorrow. Before we get to those responses, let me ask it to, to you. Hey, Dad, put yourself in Mike Bianco's turf shoes. I don't know if they fit you or not. Um, and uh, I got small feet. There you go. Who are you starting tomorrow? I would start Diamond.
4: I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna win this game. I'm going to win this game, and I'm going to be set to to, to play for the national championship. I'm not, going to, I'm not going to overthink it. I'm not going to Van Horn it. I am going to pitch my, the guy. I, if, this was a, if this was game three of, of any other series, Derek Diamond would go onto the hill. That's who's
2: going out there for me. Borky, who are you going with?
3: Probably him, uh, but... Find the discipline to have a short leash because your bullpen is completely rested and intact. Uh, you know, I've been talking to a few people and, and the idea came up, you know, maybe start Jack Doherty. Well, I, I criticized Dave Van Horn for throwing a guy that doesn't start in a college World Series game. You gonna do the same thing? Maybe that's the route. You you go with Diamond. Hope he gives you a couple of innings and have the discipline to take him out, regardless of how it's going, and get to your bullpen because you've got Gaddis, you've got Washburn. I mean, you've got Mallets who should be rested to give you length if you need it. You've got Johnson. And if you win, you don't play again until Saturday. Right, and you don't play again until Saturday. Doherty should out of the pen be rested to give you length. I would go with a guy that started a lot of games for you. Has it been good always? No, but he has shown you that he can give you a, a tie, a couple of innings of good enough to win games. So stick with that, with the discipline for a quick hook. You know, you never know what you're going to get from the other side.
2: Right. I mean, there is always that possibility that somebody you've never heard of is going to step up and they're going to pitch the game of their lives. And if they do, you just so be it. But with the way Ole Miss is doing things offensively, it doesn't feel like you're going to have to win a two to one game or a three to two game. It feels like if somebody's going to beat you, they're going to have to score a bunch of runs. So I feel like I'm back ending the answer to my question. I'm starting Derek Diamond, and and for all the things that you guys said, I completely agree with you. I think my order is Derek Diamond and then John Gaddis to go to a lefty and then Washburn and then Jack Doherty I mean, if you need to get it. I mean, obviously maybe there's somebody in that line that maybe you get three innings, two and a third, three and two-thirds, and you're just handing it to Brandon Johnson at the end. I don't know. But if I need to use multiple guys, I think I'm going Derek Diamond and then going to Gaddis so that I get a lefty, and then to Washburn, and then to Doherty, and then Mallets is there, and then Brandon Johnson if you need it at the end. I think that's the the order that I'm looking at. If you said no, Richard, you got to start somebody else. You know who I'm starting? Drew McDaniel. Again, same, same philosophy as Derek Diamond. Quick cook, ready to go if necessary. Drew McDaniel has not provided you much in relief. Like. Coming into a messy situation with runners on base, not a strong suit for Drew McDaniel. Drew McDaniel, to begin a game, they pretty good against Mississippi State in Pearl. Pretty good against Southern Miss in Hattiesburg. He was dealing that night in Hattiesburg. At the very least, if I bring Drew McDaniel into the game, it is to start an inning with the bases clear. I'm not bringing him into the game with anybody on base. There are a lot of options there. But my guess is that there's a lot of experience there for Derek Diamond. But you've got to be ready. The the, the numbers are there. They are plentiful. They are there for everybody's consumption. The first time through the order, he's pretty good. The second time through the order, he's not great. If you start a third time through the order, he's getting crushed. So don't put yourself in that spot. If Derek Diamond could go out and give you three and a third, he could get you ten outs and give up two runs or fewer, and he gives up a a, a base runner in the fourth inning, walk out to the mound, pat him on the butt, and and tell him he did exactly what you needed him to do, and then turn it over to your rested bullpen. Don't try to get one more out. He got you 10. You've only got to get 27. You're now 17 outs from playing for a national championship. He got you 10. Job well done. Piece the rest of it together. That's what makes the most sense to me. Here's what you think, some of you, on the ceasefire text line. Question first, who does Ole Miss pull for tonight? I think we're all in agreement that Auburn's who you pull for. You'd rather face Auburn than than Ar- I know Auburn's got some guys that can swing it. That lineup doesn't scare you the way Arkansas scares you. I mean, right? Michael Turner scares you. Caden Wallace scares you. Braden Webb scares you. Um, Robert Moore scares you. Jalen Battle scares you. I mean, there are five, maybe six guys in Arkansas's lineup that you feel like can absolutely crush the baseball. Who are you scared of in Auburn's lineup? Sonny DeShera. Sonny D. Who you pitched really well to the first time you played him in the College World Series. And Foster, who is dealing with the stomach bug and came out of Auburn's first game and had to get an IV during yesterday's game. That's it. Those
3: are the only two guys that scare you in Auburn's lineup. What did you? Th- we didn't get to talk about it on Monday. What did you think? Ed, this is two games ago, but I was thinking that maybe they consider putting DeShera on because everybody else in that lineup is not somebody you worried about. And Dylan DeLucia went right at him four times, and he was completely ineffective in that game. I mean, he had a little base I hit mean, off the end of the bat, but he- I mean,
2: yes, he went at him Borky, but he didn't go at him with fastballs down the middle. Know. DeLucia was so locked in and his stuff was so good that his accuracy was pinpoint the other night. And they worked him away, away, away. And it was change ups and sliders. And, you know, if he threw him a fastball, it was, you know, running away on the outside corner. I thought they pitched him brilliantly. And, And what everybody we heard talk about Auburn going into that first game said, put him on base, don't pitch to him, don't pitch to him. And I get the sentiment. But if you thought that's what Mike Bianco was doing, you hadn't been watching Mike Bianco coach baseball for the last 20 years. He's never done that. Now, they'll occasionally walk a guy, but it's a situational walk, right? It's first base open with a runner on second with two outs in a one-run ball game. And there have been some moments where Mike Bianco should have walked a guy that he didn't see A&M, Texas two years ago. Will Frizzell, was that his name? Yeah. Yeah. So, he wasn't going to do that. I I don't know, man. I I thought Delusia was so good. So good on Saturday night. Uh, Let's see here. Some of your uh, comments as well. Nichols and Mallets ready to go. Don't even mess around with the other guys if you don't have to. Okay. McDaniel was lights out at Hoover last year. I think that was against Georgia in the SEC tournament. So you're talking about a year? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? Drew McDaniels had a bunch of appearances where it didn't go well. But he's also got a handful of starts in his career where you, you look at him and you're like, jeez. And, and don't you feel... he
3: could do that over and over... You can't count on scoring 13 runs every game, but don't you feel, if you're Mike Bianco, you're not stressing over this decision as much when your offense is as locked in as this one is. I tweeted last night. I meant over the last few weeks, not just yesterday, but this is the offense that in February we were expecting to see. Gap power, home run power, but also they slap base hits the opposite way if they need to. You've got your leadoff man who's dangerous, all the way down to your nine-hole hitter who's dangerous, and there is really no break in between. This is what they were supposed to be. And what's funny is it doesn't matter that they weren't now, does it? It just matters that they are now, and they are.
2: You said don't stress over the decision. I agree with you. Mike Bianco appears to have less stress in his life right now than probably at any point since before he had children. Like, I mean, you have kids that just add stress to your life, and you coach a high – man, that guy is just – he's just in it right now. And all of his decisions are working out. Here's another reason you don't have stress. In the event that you get to a winner-take-all game to get to the College World Series Finals, you're running Dylan DeLucia back out there, and you feel pretty good about that in a must-win game against a team who's playing its fourth game in four days. We'll be back. Oh,
5: from the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Ridgeland and Brandon, call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. For the most part, looking pretty smooth so far this afternoon. Some minor congestion in Canton at P Street and Old Sharon Road. Otherwise, things looking good. Fill up and drive safe. This update brought to you by River Trust Federal Credit Union, the place to refund at your auto loan, home loan, or apply for low-interest signature loans at River Trust Federal Credit
14: Union.
13: With digital communications, managed IT services, business process outsourcing, and office equipment and technology, R.J. Young is your source for the technology solutions that power your business. For more information and a quick demo of The Modern Office and how it's increasing efficiency and bottom lines of businesses across the country, visit us at themodernoffice.com.
0: Are you having sewer and drain problems?
8: Hi, I'm David Frederick, owner of Frederick Sales and Service
12: in Brandon. For more than 27 years, we've been selling and servicing Exmark mowers here in central Mississippi. Whether you have a city lot, a country estate, or a large institutional property, Exmark has a mower to fit your needs.
8: I invite you to come by and check out
12: all of what Exmark and Frederick's has to offer. With special financing available, we have mowers in stock and ready for you. Frederick's Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment, serving you since 1993.
19: Black Music Month, Family Day, will be hosted by Grammy Museum Mississippi on Saturday, June 25th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. This free event will have food trucks, an African drumming workshop, and live music by variety. While visiting, you can explore the museum's exhibits and participate in art activities with Delta Arts Alliance. To learn more about this event, as well as other upcoming events in Grammy Museum Mississippi's current exhibit, MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org.
15: To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk, Mississippi 97.3.
18: What we're going to do right here is go back. And now back
1: to. Back to the sports. This is Sports Talk, Mississippi. So let's get rolling. On Super Talk, Mississippi.
2: Saturday night, this past Saturday night, was uh, was at the house, had some friends over, threw a little food on the grill, ball game, Watch the ball game, brother, the Polk's Cajun smoked sausage was as good as it's ever been, holy cow that was good, it was great, Jeff on the C Spire text line, I know, Brian. I'm sick to my stomach as well. What's that in relation to? I don't know. I didn't. What did I say? I don't know. Maybe. Does he think he's like communicating with you telepathically? I. Oh. Okay. I see now. Hey, Borky. People are watching the College World Series.
3: Yeah. Um,. I'm rarely surprised at ratings numbers, but these actually surprise me uh, a lot. So we'll start with the, the non-local example and then get to the local example. So the Notre Dame-Oklahoma game, which aired on ESPN2, drew 1.3 million viewers. That's incredibly strong. It's very, very strong. It's that was yesterday afternoon? Yesterday afternoon, up against... A Major League Baseball game on ESPN, and it outdrew it. Major League Baseball game playing on ESPN. Hold
2: on. 1.3 million at 1 o'clock on a Monday afternoon?
3: That's what this says here? Or was that... No, that's Notre Dame-Oklahoma opening weekend. So that's... Okay. But still... It went up against a Major League Baseball game on the better network, and it outdrew it by 300,000 people. Now the Ole Miss game. Ole Miss-Arkansas last night on ESPN, 1.25 million people watched that game. That is better than some football games that Ole Miss and Mississippi State, for that matter, will play this year. That is better than than one game in last year's championship series and that is just a hundred thousand people fewer than game two of last year's national championship series. I
4: was I was pretty sure we were told that with Tennessee out the ratings would tank.
2: That they were the reason there was all this interest well, in college baseball. But, but, I'm, I'm hey, pretty David, sure I was told that t- Tennessee did enough during the regular season, even without being oh. in the postseason, that they brought more eyeballs to the sport. They, you know, the the, the rising tide lifted
3: all the boats. I didn't think about it that way.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, that's what happened.
3: I mean, even the so the game yesterday afternoon, I mean, the crowds have been awesome too. Looked great, sounded great, but Auburn stanford yesterday started two o'clock Eastern. 830,000 people watched that game. That's a big number for that. It's huge.
2: That's a bigger number than watch SEC Network football games yeah. outside of the Saturday night primetime game. Which obviously ESPN and ESPN2 is a bigger going to be a bigger draw than an SEC Network game yesterday. Chris and
3: Oxford said holiday yesterday might have had something to do with it. I suppose that's possible. Possible. But but all the other games are up as well. in a, in a it's not just sports. Sports are the only thing that's really surviving, keeping their head above water in this new age of television. Uh, e- even like the good or the highly rated like news shows are dropping significantly every month, every year. They are all going down. There are more options in entertainment. Everything is down. Except live sports. Except for live sports. And even live sports are, are down somewhat. The NFL is mm-hmm. surviving it. College football's down a little, but it's doing very well. The NBA's down some, but it's it's fine. This is plus. And to get a plus in this landscape is extremely hard to do. It doesn't happen anymore. It just doesn't. Formula One's another example of getting a plus in an era where you don't get pluses.
2: Cody says, I think it's hilarious how no one is giving Ole Miss a chance. Cody, I, I might have... I might Who would have is Cody talking you. about? Yeah, I might would have agreed with you when the College World Series began. I don't. I mean, I feel like we talked about it from the standpoint of Ole Miss is playing as well as anybody in the country. But I would give you that nationally, people were going, "Well, Notre Dame just beat Tennessee, and you know Oklahoma's hot, and, and maybe Ole Miss wasn't the team. Arkansas was red hot. Ole Miss is now the the Vegas betting favorite to win it all. And I don't think you've heard anything here that makes you think Ole Miss doesn't have a chance. I, I'm like, I mean, there are, I don't know how many Ole Miss fans are listening right now. Many of them are going to punch their radio when they hear me say this and they're going to call it a jinx or whatever. I think Ole Miss is winning the national championship. Based on the way things, I think they're going to win tomorrow night. And then that sets up DeLucia on full rest. Hunter Elliott on six days rest, and I like that against anybody. I, I, I just do. Now, is it possible that they lose? Of course it is. Of course. Whether it's Oklahoma or Texas A&M or, or, or whomever from that side of the bracket, but it's, it's what I think is going to happen. Now we'll see if they can do it. Uh, JP sent us a message, said, so 81 outs from a national championship? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of a counting out guy. I'm not sure I'm counting that high, but but yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi four o'clock hour coming up next. You're
17: listening to WFM America's Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your true professionals at the Ronnie Trojans online at supertalk dot News. I'm Steve Rappaport. The House Capitol Riot Committee hears from an election official on the receiving end of a controversial phone call from then-President Trump. At the end of the day, we felt that we had a successful election from the standpoint of the administration and the operation of the election. Trump told Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger to find votes to prove he carried the state. There were no votes to find. That was an accurate count that had been certified. Raffensperger won a primary election last month despite Trump backing a Republican challenger. Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson settling 20 of the 24 lawsuits from women who accused him of misconduct.
0: Two grand juries in Texas declined to pursue criminal charges. Watson signed a five-year, $230 million contract to play for the Browns. He could still face punishment from the NFL, though a league spokesperson said, today's development has no impact on the collectively bargained disciplinary process. Fox's Jared
17: Max. America is listening to Fox News.
8: Bob Boyd Honda is the place in Mississippi for Honda benefits and service.
19: Our extensive warranty gives every Honda certified pre-owned vehicle owner peace of mind.
8: With Honda True Certified Plus, you get powertrain coverage up to 7 years or 100,000 miles.
19: You also get a 182 hundred and eighty-two multi-point inspection with a downloadable vehicle report from Honda.
8: There's nobody who knows what a Honda needs or how to service one like our Honda certified technicians. Swing by Bob Boyd Honda and let's get you a deal. deal.
21: I'm Caleb Sailors, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Ole Miss Rebels rolled through yet another opponent on Monday night, defeating Arkansas by a score of 13 to five in round two of the College World Series. Following the game, team captain Tim Elko, who helped his team out with a massive 416 foot home run in the second inning, talked about the Rebels' current seven game winning streak.
1: Well, we're just we're clicking on all cylinders, you know. Like I said, our, our hitting's doing great, our pitches and pitches pitching is doing great and uh, you know we're just trying to enjoy it. Uh, enjoy the ride and uh, just play our hearts out every game.
21: Freshman pitcher Hunter Elliott came away with the win last night giving up just three runs and six and a third innings over work. Next up for the Rebels will be a Wednesday night contest versus the winner of Tuesday's elimination game between the Arkansas Razorbacks and the Auburn Tigers. One more win and Ole Miss will be in its first ever College World Series finals in program history. To read the full recap of last night's game, log on to supertalk.fm we
9: Two Step Ice Cream is a creamy vanilla ice cream with hints of brown sugar, chunks of chocolate cream filled cookies, and tasty chocolate chip cookie dough pieces. Cookie Two Step has everybody's taste buds two stepping
17: and one and two.
21: cream at your local grocer and pick up your favorite flavor today after being established by the state legislature in april the broadband expansion and accessibility of mississippi office also known as beam is expecting to receive 162 million dollars in federal funds to expand high speed internet access throughout unserved parts of the state beam director sally Doty has the details
20: really the the first source of money that that we're going to deal with is from arpa And it is $162 million that is in the Capital Projects Fund, and it is specifically designated for broadband expansion to unserved and underserved areas. We are developing our plan right now. We have to submit that plan Mm -hmm. um, to the feds for them to approve. and. That plan has to be submitted by um, September, but we are going to hopefully uh, get that done a little bit earlier. They'll go ahead and approve your plan, and so if you get it into them earlier. So that's what we hope to do maybe by the end of July. That's kind of the internal
21: deadline that I'm working on. With Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Caleb Saylors.
15: If it's sports in Mississippi, you'll hear about it
1: here. Here, Sports Talk, Mississippi.
14: You like this show, huh? Yeah!
1: Super Talk, Mississippi.
2: How come all the pretty girls like you are taking, baby? Back on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. Thanks for being with us. Time for us to go to the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team. Mississippi Farm Bureau, Chase Parham, joins us from Omaha. I was just there yesterday, and now I'm back in Mississippi, and hopefully I will uh, be back again this weekend. Chase, this uh, this remarkable postseason run for Ole Miss continues. Um in, in in different ways, you primarily from the written word, but also on the podcast, me on the radio every day. The idea is to capture words to uh, to describe what's happening. How do you describe it at this point?
22: Yeah, yeah, Richard, I uh, I am not home this afternoon or back in Mississippi. I, I think I'm getting hazed by the national media at this point because. I uh, I was walking through the press box yesterday and Teddy Cahill from Baseball America walked by and he goes, you packed on Monday, right? Just one more week, Chase. Don't worry about it. Just one more week. Oh, and wow. I got to thinking think about it and I said, wow, it is, it is one more week if they make the, uh, the, uh, the, the national final and then play a game three. Yeah, uh, even, even my family members, uh, my, my wife today was not aware that the final game was on Monday. She thought it was Sunday. And I was like, no, it could be Tuesday before I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm back at the house. So it's going to be a minute. And, you know, you said it, and it's cliche, and it's it's me bad at my job. I don't know the words for this. I mean, everybody had left this team for dead. We've all talked at nauseum about 7-14. and 14. We've talked about all these different things about being the last team in. And they have not just gotten hot, as their moniker says, but they've become the best team in the country. They've become the most confident team in the country. They've become a team that, frankly, it will be somewhat compelling if they lose on Wednesday because they don't think they can lose right now. They're They're, they're a team that has been able to ride this wave. I mean, you look at just the stats of this thing. They're outscoring opponents 64-17 to 17 so far in the NCAA tournament. They've won seven in a row. They're getting pitching. I mean, when you walked into Coral Gables before the regional, you said, okay, this team is going to play for national championship. What is the recipe of doing that? It is 100% exactly what has happened. It's Dylan Delusha. It's Hunter Elliott. It's Josh Mallets. It's Brandon Johnson, even though he hasn't been needed. They threw him last night against Arkansas simply because he had not thrown since the regional at that point. And then it's a lineup that has become so dominant one through nine. It's, you know, Mike Bianco talked about it. And he said, you've got a lot of lineups that are good at the front end. You've got a lot of lineups that are good in the middle. But when you're sitting there and you've got situations of, you know, Garrett Wood giving you those type of quality of bats, all of a sudden at the bottom of the lineup. When you've got Calvin Harris, that I think has 10 hits now in the postseason as well. I mean, it's it's so many different things where – they can turn it over. It, it's there is no day off. There's no spot in the order right now that's not hitting. You know, it, it's a fascinating story. And Mike Bianco has gone from hot seat to basically gone to a guy who is all good lo- lo- loose as can be. He talked about last night that he's simply just hanging out, having less meetings, just letting them play. He's getting out of the way right now. I, I went to practice this morning. They were at Creighton. I mean, I'm telling you, I mean, they're just bouncing off the walls and ready to get back. I mean, I mean, the off day is not going to hurt them, but they're set up really well. And if you're the, you know, there's plenty of scar tissue with Ole Miss fans. I'm sure they're all figuring out what ways it could go wrong. But if you're talking about a situation where just to 10,000 feet view, the guy, as we always say, Dubuque, guy where they just walks in and goes, who do you think is going to win? Most of those guys would pick Ole Miss to win the national championship as of today. So there are about 14, uh, 14 things that you
2: said there that I'd like to, to dig a little bit deeper. Sure. I, I probably should have taken notes as we, we went. I want to start with Mike Bianco and Lewis. Um, You know, it's been a while since Ole Miss has been to the College World Series. I don't know if you've heard that or not. And I was kind of out of practice on where media could and couldn't go. And so I just walked down the tunnel and went straight into the dugout. And, you know, just kind of hanging out around because I think you can get on the field and I think you can get beside the dugout, but maybe you're not supposed to be in the dugout. And I was down there for, I don't know, 15 or 20 minutes before the game. And then I just walked and There's a police officer. He goes, you can't be in here. I was like, okay, sorry. That's my bad. i move. It's fine. Um but I just observed Mike Bianco. He's just sitting there on the bench in the dugout while they're taking infield, just kind of staring off. But it's not like this, like, locked in, like, eyes glazed over stare. He's just taking it in. And, I mean, it's like that picture that that we've all seen from the opening ceremonies where he's standing there and you got the scoreboard in the background. And he, he he looks like he's soaking it in. But
22: I don't think it's like a nostalgic final run soaking it in. It's like he's just enjoying the heck out of it. He loves this team, and I don't mean that as far as as the collective, even though he probably loves them as a collective, too. I mean, individuals, they're good guys. He's wanted it so bad for this group that overcame the hell in the middle of the season. They lose the four weekend series in a row. They did all these type of adversity things that they overcome. And, no, he is. Yeah, it's not a final run. He's not doing this farewell tour through the College World Series is that the pressure's off. I mean, he knew what was going on. I mean, he's kind of told some people different times, different things that he was aware of as that season plays off. And the weight is off his shoulders. I think that, I, I said this a couple days ago, I don't think Mike Bianco has coached a baseball game this free, maybe since the early part of his tenure, because there's always kind of been something. There's always been the thing. We've been going through a five-year period since Black Monday against Tennessee Tech where there's always some sort of angst that's going on with this team unable to get over the hump or whatever there is that negative that a lot of you know, some segment of the fan base has, has talked about at that point. To this point, he's just enjoying it. He's got a really good baseball team. He's going to have a good baseball team next year. He's going to have a new contract. I think it is seriously just the world off the top of his shoulders right now. I mean, he he told me a couple of days ago that he was he was working to get a dinner reservation. He was trying to get to Casio Steakhouse uh, during their first off day. And it was a place that he had gone in 1989 with LSU when he was a player. It's where they had had he said kind of a pseudo banquet, banquet. He said, Cammie was a, a diamond girl or a trainer or whatever at the time. And she was one of the people that decorated and they had gone there and they'd always talked about it for years. Well, they've got 10 people in town. He's got all of his kids except for Michael Jr. in town this week. His dad's in town. His brother's in Omaha for the first time. First time he's seeing his brother coaching the game and Mike wanted to go back to Cassio's and have the kind of the celebration. He told me today he got in, said, it's just been a really, really good time. He's, he, he is soaking up Omaha in a way that frankly only You know, a coach that does have that level of weight off can do. It's not anxiety riddled where he's got to keep winning. He's just having a good time. You and I have
2: both been around Mike for a long time, and I think it's interesting to hear that he's kind of admitted he felt some things along the way, even though he didn't admit it. Mike knows the score, and I think all coaches at that level to a certain extent keep score, but I don't get the impression that he's in like vindictive mode, where he can't wait to be like, you know what? Screw you, and screw you,
22: and screw you, uh-huh. and screw you. It's just like, I'm good. He, you know, I think he made a decision. I think when he first started hearing it, and let's let's say I don't, I don't know the exact day, but let's say around that Arkansas series. Everybody sort uses that as a splice point. So let's let's call it there, even though we're all off by a week or two. I think he realized that fretting about it, being vindictive, all those different things, he couldn't change anything. And if he went to the field like that, even if it's indirect, your players are going to feel it. They're already seeing it on social media. I mean, players are more astute on that as far as what's going on than ever before. Your staff is feeling it because, look, your staff doesn't have $3 million, $2 million safety nets waiting on them from a buyout standpoint later. They're going to start going, well, what about the Memphis job or the Kansas job or or whatever that thing is going on might be Bianco? You know, I was told by a couple of people, he basically walked in and said, look, control what we can control. I get it. And as cliche as that is, show these kids, coach them, do what we're supposed to do. And what they are paying us to do right now, every single day, let's just see where it goes. Justin Bench admitted to me, admitted to me today that they, you know, they talk about one game at a time. But they had 14 as the number in their head, the entire point of that that low point. They said, we've got to go this the rest of the way. We've got to get to 14 and 16. That's the only way we're getting in. And what it's done is Omaha has relieved that pressure because think about this: it's the first time that they've been able to just play baseball without having to win a baseball game. They can lose a baseball game and be okay. They can come back tomorrow and play another one. They can, you know, they're on even footing whether they're in the spot they are now or they were the number one national seed. They're still in Omaha at two and zero, and there's no difference on anything else. They played games where they only had six home games since leaving Fayetteville. They were on the road. They were in a suitcase. They were doing nothing but playing games they had to win throughout that process. Be it Mike or the players or anybody else, they just got a new life about them because it's the first time where they're not playing a game where if they don't win, this thing's all over. We need to take a break in, in one minute, but let me ask
2: you this. If Ole Miss were to lose on Wednesday night, do they become fragile? Is it like a, it comes crumbling down or like is it kind of like water off the Ducks back? Saying, hey, no big deal, we'll just go in the next game.
22: They've been playing so many games that they've sort of had to win. I think it's not – two two reasons. It's one, it's waters off a duck's back because they're so confident. They're going to go, hey, whoever we're playing, we've already beaten. We've already done this. We're going to be all right. And then two, I think they would go back to doing the And what they've got right now with Dylan DeLuccia, even though he'd be on short rest, is they believe they are going to win every game that Dylan DeLuccia pitches. They believe they're going to win every game Hunter Elliott pitches. And that matters more in college baseball than it ever gets credit for because there is something to that pitcher momentum and how it rises everybody else in the lineup and in the rotation. no, I think they would look, they could lose two games in a row because that's good teams are playing against. But as far as beating themselves or having anxiety, calls it, no, nah, no way. They're, they're going to show up. They're pretty locked in. And I think they're going to play two pretty successful baseball games.
2: And what's going to be fascinating to me to see on Wednesday night is that they feel that way and play to a different level with those two guys on the mound. I wonder if they're going to take whoever the starter is and say, you know what? You're coming with us. The pitching may have been carrying us and we played well, but guess what? We're carrying it tonight. We're not feeling any pressure, but we're taking you with us. Take a time out of this conversation, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. More with Chase Parham from rebelgrove.com, part of the Rivals Network, right after this.
5: The Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Ridgeland and Brandon. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. For the most part, looking pretty smooth so far this afternoon. Some minor congestion in Canton at P Street and Old Sharon Road. Otherwise, things looking good. Fill up and drive safe. This update brought to you by River Trust Federal Credit Union, the place to refund at your auto loan, home loan, or apply for low-interest signature loans at River Trust Federal Credit
9: Union. When you need an oil change, go see Central Mississippi's oil change specialist at Car Care Clinic Chetloo. Their 28-point full-service oil change is more than an oil change. You get peace of mind with premium motor oil, preventive maintenance to change, inspect, check, fill, and clean essential components of your vehicle, and upon request, interior vacuuming. Just drive in, stay in your car, and the job is done in just a few minutes. Plus, Car Care Clinic is COVID-compliant. Car Care Clinic offers a 10% discount for women every Wednesday, and military, seniors, and all first responders every Thursday, and they're your locally owned and operated AAA-recommended repair shop in the Jackson Metro. An A-plus member of the Better Business Bureau with ASE-certified mechanics, Car Care Clinic has been a trusted business for great service for over 45 years. Visit any of their convenient locations, or go to cccjl.com for savings. Car Care Clinic, we want to change your oil, not your schedule.
18: Nobody cares like the Car Care Clinic for your automobile.
6: Michael Cassidy's values are way out of step with Mississippi. His proposal for the American dream is to create a welfare state and making you pay for it. Cassidy's plan would force taxpayers to give newlyweds $20,000 as a wedding gift and paying people to have children, making you pay them until age 17. Cassidy's proposing trillions of new spending, just like Bernie Sanders and AOC. There's nothing conservative about creating a welfare state, and there's nothing conservative about Michael Cassidy.
7: I'm Michael Guest, and I approve this
6: message. Paid for by friends of Michael Guest.
15: Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils.
0: The Gallo Radio Show is brought to you in part by Trust Care, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit trustcarehealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care. Feel
1: better, faster. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Back to Sports Talk Mississippi.
17: It doesn't get any
7: better than this.
1: On Super Talk Mississippi.
21: Rumors run around. United to Texas town, sack
7: outside the game. you're not, not talking about.
2: Back on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. Thanks for being with us on this, what is today? Tuesday afternoon.
22: I, I, I have lost all semblance of what day. If, if you it. don't know, Richard, I have absolutely no idea. That's fair. That's fair. How was that drive? Long. I tell you, I tell you what's really demoralizing is I stayed in Lincoln the first night prior to driving into Omaha on Saturday. And you get to I don't know the exact numbers, but we'll make them up and it's going to be close to right. You get to a point on the interstate where it says Omaha, 52 miles, Lincoln, 74. And you realize you're actually driving farther than had you just gone to Omaha. And that's a tough one. That's one of those that's one of those that'll pop you a little bit when you're going through there. It took just shy of 12 hours.
2: So, so I was fortunate to, a, uh, to catch a ride yesterday with wings. That was nice. Um, the working plan is that uh, we will pick the kids up from camp this weekend and go straight to Omaha, for you know, if Ole Miss makes it that far. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't afford plane tickets for my entire family. I know you looked at those somewhere along the way, and so that's a road trip uh, with two to three kids who've been at camp all week. We'll see. This may be ambitious, but uh, we're going to give it a run. Um, What do you think Ole Miss is going to do on the mound on on Wednesday night? Don't know yet uh, whether it's going to be Auburn or Arkansas. Obviously, Ole Miss has beaten Auburn three out of four this year. They've split with Arkansas. I don't know if any of that matters um, because both of those teams will have played one game more. They will have played consecutive days. It will be the third consecutive
22: day for both of them. Who's Ole Miss going to go with? Yeah. To answer your question also to kind of come off our last segment, every team to win a college world series title has to beat whatever their Achilles heel is. And for Arkansas, it was, what do they do after Peyton Paulette after he gets hurt? What are they after Connor Nolan? They lost in that on Monday against Ole Miss. It didn't work out. They, I think Van Horn got in his head. He played a little too much analytics instead of going straight to McIntyre. They throw Zach Morris. He just, he can't throw a strike. It's, a, it's an abomination on what Dave did. Point being, Ole Mrs. Achilles' Hill is third starter. It's what do you do now? And I think there are three I options.
2: Yeah. Van Horn made a huge mistake when he didn't go to Screech or to A.C. Slater out of the bullpen. <laughs> I mean, you know, going to, to Lamage and those guys, I mean,
22: sorry. It's, it's all good. good. I, I, like, I know it's not funny, but I just had to. So the point being, I think there's three guys. I think you've got – you could Okay, Derek Diamond, I do not believe, was going to be the third starter in Hattiesburg. Had there been a third game, I don't think they would have gone to Derek. I think they would have gone to somebody else. But with another day and another opportunity where he could be loose and you could let him throw a little more at ease, knowing if he loses, you've got another day, I think Diamond is an option. I don't know if they will do that, but I do think it brings him back into the fold. And then it's, it's team-dependent, but I think it's John or, or or Jack Washburn. I think those are probably the two other options, in my opinion. I think if it's Auburn, they don't have a lot of left handers. I couldn't see Gaddis doing that. I don't think that makes sense. Um, I think Washburn would be a little more of a possibility from that standpoint. You know, and then Hunter Elliott just did a really nice job against Arkansas. Is Gaddis too much of the same profile? I don't know how that how that would factor in. But I think that's the three you're looking at. I mean, I know Drew McDaniel was a midweek starter, the fourth starter, but I do not feel like that's where they're headed right now. I think, you know, mentally he's had such a hard time getting through innings. If anything went wrong, this doesn't feel like the time for that it feels like a diamond gaddish washburn depending on opponent um Arkansas is much better against right handers and left handers they uh they have about a 50 point difference in average and OPS from the right side to the left side so Michael play some analytics will do some different things I would assume if you give him truth serum he would like Auburn to win this baseball game tonight between those uh between those two teams but it, it's, it could be any one of those three but I think that Diamond would have been out in a must-win, but given the fact that there is a tomorrow, you potentially go back to Delucia. I think that could free up Diamond to be a little more of a possibility tomorrow. Tell
2: me if I'm great. One, I agree with you. I, I ultimately think that Derek Diamond is going to start on Wednesday night. I, I don't. I mean, just kind of a gut, you know. Sure. But he's been able to go to him, and you know, he's been on big stages. I, I understand. You know, it feels like everybody in the same breath is going to be like, "That's fine." But when the 10th hitter comes to the plate, he checks him. We know that's not going to happen either. If he does start him, he's going to ride him and see what they can get out of him. I mean, no no real issue with that strategy. I do feel like if you think Drew McDaniel needs to pitch, that you might be better off starting him. He just feels like his makeup is better as a starter. When he, And, and if, if not that, it feels like you've got to bring him in to start an inning. Not, hey, come in here and clean this mess up for us.
22: No, there's no doubt about that. You hit the exact number. I mean, you can make the argument that Drew is the one that would benefit the most from starting the game, knowing there's a tomorrow if you if you lose that game. I mean, it would be a little more of a roll of the dice because, frankly, he's been so hit or miss. But, you know, it's funny. His upside is higher than Derek's. If Drew is on and Drew is mentally competent as far as working through things and not letting things bother him, he's done a better job. He was really good in Hattiesburg. He was pretty good in Pearl against Mississippi state. He's had some neutral site wins and some outings that you look at the stuff and the stuff is a guy who was a top 50, top 75 prospect out of high school that really can throw the baseball, but he just can't quite get out of his own way. You know, I mean, I've been around for a while. He reminds me a lot of Nathan Baker from back in the day, a left-hander that old Miss that had tons of stuff, but just couldn't quite put it all together from a mental standpoint. So, you're right, Drew really does well if he starts innings, if he starts games. He's not a high leverage bring him in guy at all. That is not the place to be for Drew McDaniel. But I think the roll of the dice and the interesting move would be to give him the ball, but I agree with you. I think it's Derek Diamond. I think they use that process for him. And you're right, we'll get to the fourth, the fifth inning. He does a pretty good job the first time through the order, and then it really, really falls apart. I mean, even statistically, it's not just our imagination. It is a huge difference when somebody sees Derek Diamond a second or a third time. And Mike, to this moment, has not been able to pass that test of of anticipating that and then getting him out of the baseball game.
2: I think you and I, if you said win or lose on Wednesday night, I think we would both say win based on the way this team is playing. Maybe not. Maybe not. But but ultimately, for this conversation, let's give them a win on Wednesday. It couldn't set up any better. For the championship series, you're getting Dylan DeLucia on full rest and Hunter Elliott on six days? (laughs) I mean, I don't know who the opponent is, but I'm not sure they care.
22: No, that's as as much of just shoot your shot at that point as it could possibly be. That's why Wednesday is so critical, because I do think on Thursday, whether it be starting or in relief, Dylan DeLucia would pitch. It throws your whole championship series off. And it, what, it, it brings into my mind for me a little bit, and maybe I'm crazy because maybe he would save him for the second game is if you're Dave Van Horn, let's just play the hypothetical because we've got a little longer conversation here than the than, than normal radio. They win today. Does Dave go straight back to Connor Nolan on, on Wednesday or does he save Connor Nolan for the if necessary game and try to get through the first one? I mean, I know it depends on who else would throw because I do believe that Arkansas has the benefit and the advantage the day that Connor Nolan throws
2: against Ole Miss. I I would agree that with that, but three days rest is a tough turnaround. I mean, I know we've seen like one of the most epic performances you'll ever see in that scenario from Drew Pomerantz. With
22: all due respect, Connor Nolan's not Drew Pomerantz. And that was one fewer day, but yeah, you're right.
15: Well, yeah, I mean, he's good,
22: but he's not that good. Yeah. (laughs) And I guess my, that's my point. That's why Wednesday is the critical thing if you're playing Arkansas, because I do think Connor Owen throws on at least somewhat close to rest on Thursday, and that's yeah. a difficult game for Ole Miss to win. Wouldn't you think if Arkansas – and I
2: listened to some of Van Horn's postgame comments, and it's like he's still not committing
22: to, to a starter for today. Aren't they going to go back to Hagen Smith, or is he hurt? What, what's going on there? No, they, they want to use him on the back end for some reason. They want McIntyre to find a way to get to Hagen Smith. It sounds like I was talking to a couple of Arkansas beat writers yesterday, yeah, Tom it's Murphy it's and Andrew Hutchinson, and they said, and I asked that question because I thought when they were discussing the lefty or the righty and it was Morris or McIntyre, that was Hagen Smith for one of those guys, but it wasn't. They, they want to find a way to get to Hagen Smith instead of using him the way he was pretty successful throughout a lot of the season. Because if you're if it's old if it's your Ole Miss, you're so happy about that because there's a there's a world tonight where Auburn stays in this game and you have to burn McIntyre and Hagan Smith just to get back to Ole Miss tomorrow. And then, I mean, all bets are off. I don't know what the Hogs do to try to get through two games other than pitch Connor Nolan probably more than he's ready for.
2: Did did the freshman closer
22: from from DeSoto County did he hit a wall and just kind of run out of gas at the end? He has struggled a little bit of late and yeah, they did not use him. They have not used him the same way in this tournament. I mean, I'm sure they'll have to at some point, but it does it does seem like he is he has been a little less effective than when Ole Miss saw him there in late April. And you know, it's the it's the funny thing. I don't have an answer for this. I meant to ask Mike this morning at practice and frankly and I forgot. Is you almost wonder a little bit if his struggles to find rotations and get to Delusion and Elliott kept them fresher for this stretch run as opposed to them being yeah. in the starting rotation since the middle of February. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like a blind squirrel finds a nut solution, but mm-hmm. you, know, you, you look up and what the most innings that anybody's thrown is 70. Yeah. They're all fresh as a daisy and ready to go. There's no problems at all. I mean, Delusia looks better today than he has at any points in the season from a, from a sharpness standpoint, the slider better. Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. Chase, thanks so
2: much for your time today. I know you got a lot going on coverage has been really, really good. Look forward to seeing you this weekend. Absolutely, Roger. Thank you. Ace Parham from RebelGrove.com, part of the Rivals Network, joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team. Mississippi Farm Bureau will come back and get your text messages on the ceasefire text line after this. Sports Talk, Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com.
10: Welcome the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center. I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today's sunny skies and hot, high near 98. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 76. For Wednesday, sunny and hot, high near 98. Wednesday evening, mostly clear, low around 76. And for your Thursday, much of the same, sunny skies and hot, high near 101. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
18: Red Hot Savings, Red Hot Selection. The deals have never been hotter than now at Ridgeland Mitsubishi during our sizzling summer sell-down. Our entire lineup of cars, SUVs, and crossovers are priced to move with scorching savings right now. Pay only two forty nine dollars per month on new 2022 Mitsubishi Mirages. That's just $2.49 per month. And with gas prices being so high, the Mirage's 40 MPGs will keep more cash in your pocket. Bring in your trade. We'll give you a top dollar for it. Shop from over 1,500 quality pre-owned vehicles right now at RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Think you can't get approved? Think again. Our goal is 100% credit approval, no matter your past credit history. Ridgeland Mitsubishi. We're giving you more selection to choose from, more savings, and more affordable monthly payments every single day, period. So come save big while the deals are hot at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, when nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Road. Call 896 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi.
15: Mitsubishi garage, 10% down, with approved credit. Oaks Ranch is Mississippi's source for local pasture-finished Wagyu beef and heritage pork. No antibiotics, no hormones. Breezy Oaks Ranch Wagyu beef and heritage pork is healthy and has incredible flavor in marbling. Call 601-908-9080 or breezyoaksranch.com. Pick up or delivery.
0: This is Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We are proud to offer the most up-to-date technology to ensure you are receiving the best possible dental care. Book your appointment online today at capitaldentalinc.com. That's capitaldentalinc.com.
13: This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated, located in Gluckstadt, just south of Germantown High. Callaway's has an outstanding selection of all your favorite trees, shrubs, color plants, and bagged in bulk soils. Everything for your outdoor living. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the South. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm-fresh produce seven days a week. Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for indoors and outdoors? Bring your truck or trailer. Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Visit Callaway's in Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station
21: Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for
13: home
7: and garden, that's what Callaway's is.
21: <laughs> I'm Caleb Sailors, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Ole Miss Rebels rolled through yet another opponent on Monday night, defeating Arkansas by a score of 13 to 5 in round two of the College World Series. Following the game, team captain Tim Melko, who helped his team out with a massive 416 foot home run in the second inning, talked about the Rebels' current seven game winning streak.
1: Well, we're just, we're clicking on all cylinders. You know, like I said, our, our hitting's doing great, our pitches and pitches and Pitching is doing great, and, uh, you know, we're just trying to enjoy it, Uh, enjoy the ride, and uh, just play our hearts out every game.
21: Freshman pitcher Hunter Elliott came away with the win last night, giving up just three runs in six and a third innings over work. Next up for the Rebels will be a Wednesday night contest versus the winner of Tuesday's elimination game between the Arkansas Razorbacks and the Auburn Tigers. One more win, and Ole Miss will be in its first-ever College World Series finals in program history. To read the full recap of last night's game, log on to supertalk.fm.
14: Tune in to Middays with Gerard Gibbert each weekday, live from the Element Wealth Studios. Is retirement on your mind? Do you have a plan? Go to MyElementWealth.com to find your balance between income, growth,
11: and guarantees. Here in C Spire country, the best network anywhere is all around you. It's up on our towers, where Blazing Fast 5G is turning your smartphone into a super phone. It's under your feet, where we lay gigabit fiber to make the Internet faster than you've ever seen. It's powering your phones, feeds, tablets, TVs, and businesses. So now the best technology anywhere is right here. Welcome to Seaspire Country. It's just like the rest of the country, only a few steps ahead.
1: Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi.
11: Back
2: with you on Sports Talk. Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. Thanks for being with us on this uh, Tuesday afternoon. Thanks for being with us. Game has just come to an end. Texas A&M, a 5-1 winner over Notre Dame. And so Notre Dame has been eliminated from the College World Series. And Texas A&M now has to beat Oklahoma Two times over the course of the next two days they will play the early game tomorrow and the winner of tonight's game between Arkansas and Auburn will play Ole Miss in the later game tomorrow night. So we're
3: guaranteed an all-SEC championship. Well, kind of. W- with an asterisk. In a manner of speaking. Yeah. yeah. It's soon to be. And there goes the there goes the SEC again, just ruining college baseball for the rest of the country who cares so much. If a
2: current SEC team beats Oklahoma in the national championship series, does the current SEC team start chan- chanting SEC SEC SEC? <laughs> <Like> just <laughs> just one last time for fun. <laughs> I I don't know. I think there's less of that than there used to be.
3: Like people have kind of chilled on that a little bit, which is the right thing to do. when you win the Liberty Bowl to go seven and six, you shouldn't be chanting SEC. That's just me. You don't you want, want to flex lose when I was able
4: to go seven and six. <laughs>
2: Jeez. Yeah. I'm just for a friend, that is uh, that. That's not the preferable outcome, right? No, not if ideal. You avoid it. Yeah. Anything that uh, that Chase said about kind of
3: the mood of this Ole Miss team, what's happening around it, I mean, that stands out for you? That's it, right? I've been thinking about it. I was talking to a friend last night about it, trying to – you know, everybody wants to pinpoint the turnaround, when it happened and why. And this is going to sound a little cheesy, but I think you'll – I think you can't really argue with this. Because if you want to say – well, they had a players-only meeting. Or Chris Coghlan came in and gave them a speech and it fired him up. That's not why they're playing like this right now. I'm sure it didn't hurt, but that's not the only thing that happened. Oh, well, they tinkered the lineup a little bit. Maybe that helped. But but that didn't go from 7-14 and 14 in the RPI in the 60s and looking dead in the water to this. They weren't a lineup tweak away from that. Well, they figured out pitching. Big deal, but that's not exclusively what's going on here. Something happened to them upstairs. It's a mental thing. Whatever has happened to them during the season, whether it's the adversity they faced, that they caused, but that they faced having to fight their way to just squeak into the tournament, and so now they feel like they're playing with house money. I had people texting me last night in the 8th, like, hey, you're too confident. Like Arkansas is going to come back. I thought, what game are you watching? That team's not letting Arkansas come back in this game. What are you worried about? There's something that you can't like quantify that is going on upstairs with that team. That is why they beat Arkansas so bad last night. It's why they beat Southern Miss so bad. They're a collection of really good baseball players that have figured something out mentally that have gotten them here. And you, I don't know if you can quantify it or not, but you can feel it. They ooze confidence, man. Even when Arkansas brings it back to one. You know, almost gets that home run. Arkansas gets two more right back. Old Miss teams of the past, what would they have done there? I can tell you what they would have done there. But they just, eh, whatever. We'll go get a couple more and a couple more and then put up a four spot. Hunter will figure it out. We're fine. It's, it's a totally different vibe with them. And I can't figure out exactly how to describe it other than that. Yeah. Um,
2: I think it starts with uh, with starting pitching, right? Um, the, the emergence of, of Dylan DeLucia and then kind of the subsequent emergence of Hunter Elliott changed everything for this Ole Miss team. And... We've joked about the the cliche and or in baseball, that I give Jim credit, uh, Jim Leland credit for about you know momentum being only as good as the next day starting pitching. Well, with those two, the uh, the next day starting pitching has been pretty good for a uh, for a while. Let's check in uh, in Charles Schwab Field with uh, with Kendall Rogers from D1 Baseball, D1 baseballcom We're only gonna have a short time to visit with Kendall here, but. Uh, Kendall, you just saw a game finished with uh, with Texas A and M knocking Notre Dame out of the tournament. Aggies still alive. They now have to beat Oklahoma twice. So a quick thought on that side of the bracket: Does Texas A and M have it in them to get uh, to get two against a red hot Oklahoma team?
23: Yeah, I'll tell you what. I think if you look at A and M overall, I mean, this is a team that if they have a shot to get through the thing. They needed a lengthy start from Nathan Demmer today. Uh, Richard. I think they got that from him. Uh, you know, he gave them what seven or eight innings today. He was, you know, razor sharp and uh, was able to command the zone. Still up to ninety-five there in the late in the game. So, uh, since he gave them a long start, uh, they do have a shot to run to this thing. I mean, obviously, they're going to have to get a, a really good start from either Ryan Prager or Micah Dallas or someone um, against Oklahoma tomorrow. But you know, we've seen it plenty of times before. You know, Jim Slossnickel has been on the other end of this uh, a few years ago against Coastal Carolina. TCU needed just to win once. Uh, against Coastal, and then Coastal won two to advance the championship series. So uh, he kind of knows what, what, what's needed to do that.
2: Let, let's go to last night's action. Ole Miss and yeah. Arkansas, Hunter Elliott good again on the mound. Ole Miss offensively came up with some really big swings and honestly kind of won that game for the most part on cruise control after the, the second inning.
23: Yeah, i tell you what, I, I really love that kid. I mean, it, I thought it was really telling after the game. Uh, when somebody asked him about just his, his comparison with Doug McKay, and he's probably heard that so many times this year. Right. But, you know, the thing I loved about him is that he said, you know what, like, I'm not trying to be like anybody. Like, I'm just trying to be like Hunter Elliott. And I think, I kind of think I am am who I am. I'm not trying to emulate anybody. And so, you know, he's a kid that has a lot of swagger. He's got an identity now Uh, he's in the zone. and, And when you're in a zone like that, man, as a pitcher, I mean, you're dangerous. And so, you know, I thought he was great. I thought, you know, just offensively, uh, we talk about emerging heroes in Omaha and emerging heroes in the postseason. You know, Calvin Harris is a guy who's had a, you know, roller coaster season. Um, he came out big form offensively. I tell you what, Justin Bench for me, uh, even dating back to the last couple of weeks of the season, has just been absolutely locked in, and he was phenomenal at the top of that lineup last night. So, you know, when I look at Ole Miss, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to get the the, the card ahead of the horse. But, I mean, when you look at this team overall, like you're just you're you're trying to find a weakness here in Omaha. They've played in an elite level. And I thought it was telling too that Mike Bianco last night. You know, usually coaches are going to try to temper things a little bit, and, and Mike was just like, "Like we're playing terrific baseball," and you don't really see many coaches, especially Mike, uh, in that situation, say something like that. But he's right; they are playing terrific baseball.
2: Kendall, how important is tomorrow night? Uh, against either Arkansas or Auburn, obviously, yeah. Ole Miss has got a little bit of wiggle room. That they've had that twice in the postseason, right, in the the regional mm-hmm. final and in in you know after winning game one of the super regional, and haven't had to take advantage of that extra game if necessary uh-huh. to kind of keep things rolling and also potentially keep starting pitching with Delucia and Elliott in line to start the championship series. Yeah. Does that make tomorrow night really really big for Ole Miss?
23: I think you want to close it out because here's the thing. I mean, it's it's just the law of baseball, right? I mean, you want to close it out because what you don't want to do, because the fact of the matter is tomorrow, either Auburn or Arkansas, they're the team with all the pressure. But all of a sudden, if they win, then then the pendulum swings, and all of a sudden the Ole Miss is a team with all the pressure. So uh, you want to close it out, but you're right. I mean, when you look ahead to the finals, and granted, there's been thieves, that have their, you know, rotation kind of discombobulated and won the national championship before. But, I mean, if you can go into the national championship series with Delisha and Elliot fully rested, I mean, that's pretty incredible. So uh, I think you want to close it out tomorrow night, and I think you'll see Mike probably do what he needs to do to be able to do that.
2: Last thing for you, what do you expect to see in this Auburn-Arkansas game coming up tonight, two teams that are trying to keep their postseason dream alive?
23: Yeah, i tell you what, man, I had no idea what to think about this one. I mean, if you look back at their series <laughs> in Auburn earlier this year, I mean, the series has went on a couple of hits here and there from Arkansas. I think I lean Arkansas. I just think when you look at, you know, Will McIntyre, I think the, the X factor for me is the fact that, you know, the Tigers had to use uh, Blake Burkhalter, you know, yesterday in a couple of innings in relief. release. Uh, Arkansas hasn't even used uh, Brady Tiger yet. So I think they can extend Tiger out if they need him. Uh, either way, like I think both of these teams are going to have to play at a much higher level, no matter who wins, uh, to knock out uh, Ole Miss. But I will tell you what, uh, how about the SEC West in this College World series? Uh, you know, four of the last five teams remaining in this field are you know come from the SEC West, and it wasn't too long ago that you and I sat on here talking about how we thought that division might be down. So uh, what a what a run it's been for that division.
2: It certainly has been impressive. Do you think if Arkansas wins tonight, we've only got like 20 seconds left, that uh, Connor Nolan will get the to start tomorrow night on short rest?
23: I think you have to. If you're Dave Van Horn, you cannot screw around. you got to go with your big gun and then kind of let the chips fall where they may. So I, I think you're going to see Connor Nolan if they win tonight. All
2: right. We'll see how it plays out. Kendall, well, thanks, thanks for your Richard.
23: time. Appreciate it.
2: That's Kendall Rogers from D1 Baseball joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. We will wrap up the 4 o'clock hour when we come back.
5: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Ridgeland and Brandon, call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. A couple of trouble spots this afternoon, 20 westbound at the stack, right at Gallatin. Also seeing congestion in Brandon at Government at Gateway Drive. Otherwise, things looking pretty smooth. This update brought to you by River Trust Federal Credit Union, the best place to finance your auto homeboat boat, more. Also take advantage of the free checking and mobile deposit capture at
18: River Trust Federal Credit Union when unexpected injuries happen Mississippi Sports Medicine's urgent ortho care is prepared for casting and x-rays right on site faster than an ER visit and physicians and practitioners are on site we'll wrap up your injury fast and get you on your way no referral needed open in Madison and Flowood Monday through Friday 8 to 7 Jackson 8 to 5 open Saturday in Madison 8 to 2 Mississippi Sports Medicine Urgent Ortho Care it's a
12: wrap
13: Want everything on your used car buying checklist? Then check out Ford Blue Advantage. How about a gold certified 172 point inspection? Check. A comprehensive limited warranty backed by Ford? Check. A Carfax report and a 14 day thousand mile money back guarantee? Check and check. Ford Blue Advantage. Used car buying that's built for you. See your participating Ford dealer for limited warranty details and important rules on the money back guarantee program.
19: To good things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
1: You can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. 888-808-8637 on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Back one last time in this 4 o'clock hour. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydab, thanks for being with us. Heavy guest 4 o'clock hour with Chase Parham and Kendall Rogers joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. We'll start the 5 o'clock hour with the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Hey Dad you, I assume, have seen the news that the college football video game is coming back?
4: Yes, I saw that, yes. I'm lo- looking forward to that very, very much.
2: So
3: this story came from Extra Points with Matt Brown? Yeah, he used to cover college football for SB Nation, does a uh, a paid newsletter now, does a really good job, uh, actually. All right, so, so what are the details on this? Long story short, the the video game is coming back, and they have determined that they're going to give participating schools, which is going to be all of them, um, a blanket amount of money to be distributed to their players, and they have essentially attributed a value to a given school on a tier system. So players from Alabama, Ohio State, et cetera, et cetera, will get a certain amount and then they'll determine another group of schools that's a step below them, they'll get a little bit less, and a little bit less, and a little bit less, and a little bit less. And that is subject to change based on the status of the program. Like Clemson in 2001 would have been on a lower tier, and now they're on the very top. So it it can alter, but because of NIL, this gets to come back, and the players will get a a cut, albeit a small one, uh, but they will get a a cut from this, and they are promising more school-specific things. Like the the old games kind of felt generic. Like you heard the fight song and the stadium was right, but otherwise not much. Like for example here you'd hear cowbells. They would have B-roll shots of the grove, stuff like that incorporated as well. So it's going to be more intricate and the players will actually be called what their names are because of NIL and they'll get a little something extra too.
2: So so hey dad, I admittedly have not played the EA Sports College football game since probably my freshman year in college, so that would have been like the summer of 1999. I'm sure it came a long Mm -hmm. way since then. So when you play the game, do you play it Mm -hmm. as Mississippi State or do you build your own team from scratch? Or or is that even a legitimate question? I I don't ever do the
4: build a a university function or whatever that is. The the last time I played, my dynasty was Mississippi State.
2: And you won like all of it,
4: won everything, multiple national titles. Yes, congratulations! Thank you. Did you do it
2: you. with like actual players? Like, did you build uh, a roster well, I mean, to whatever Mississippi State's roster was? Well, I mean,
4: the first, you know, when when you start the dynasty, you have whatever the team is. So, gosh, I'm trying to remember who the quarterback was. It might have still been Ralph. And from there, you recruit made up players so by the time i i stopped playing it i would i had a team full of people who didn't exist
2: do you get to like if you recruit players do they sometimes tell you no yeah you have to recruit
4: them yeah how do you how money is there
3: you just
2: i said uh, do you funnel
3: bags of
4: cash into the video game no, you can only you can only recruit the way, you know, you gotta talk up your program. You can do some negative recruiting, which I was always want to do. Did it work? Yeah. Especially when you've got, you know, national championship rings and you're recruiting against Ole Miss who you've beaten, you know, nine years in a row. You're like, what do they got?
2: Mm. So what do you do? I have to like type in your conversation with the recruit? No, no, they just they just
4: you just go to this certain thing like I want to talk about program tradition, I want to talk about facilities. You just scroll over to it, hit the button, start talking. <laughs> Jeez.
3: Very realistic.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean I I have no idea. I usually pick Tennessee in 1999 because I liked their fight song.
3: Yeah. I was always Hawaii cuz I just wanted to I wanted to be Hawaii and win championships yeah. with Hawaii. Yeah, do you actually play against
2: other people or just play against the computer?
4: Uh, I, I I never played online, but I mean, my friends and I would get together and play sometimes. Okay.
2: So people are really excited about this, right? Yeah. And then people yeah, like me yeah. ask questions that don't even make
3: sense. Well, what's yes. what's That's cre- true about everything though? Some people this is some people won't understand this concept, but like. You'd be shocked at what the Madden video game has done for the NFL in terms of people watching, buying merchandise, all that. They attribute fantasy football and Madden for a lot of their uh, success in the younger demographic, and it translates to money. So having random kids all over the country playing college football video games will directly impact the amount of people that watch and buy merchandise and stuff. It is absolutely 100% true. It will happen. J.P. Angula says he went with Temple, his alternate
2: squad, in the EA NCAA football sports game. Okay.
4: Always fun to take a team like that to a title.
2: Matt Tupelo says Texas and Vince Young were unstoppable on the NCAA football game in the early 2000s. Understandably so. Here's one. I had Delta State win a national championship. Good to know. We'll be back. Sports Talk, Mississippi. College Football Fix is next.
1: You're listening to W. Man, State, Super Talk, Mississippi, powered by your street professionals at Peronis Tree, Mississippi, 601 345
17: 89. FM. News. I'm Steve Rappaport. Senate Democrat Chris Murphy says bipartisan negotiators are on the brink of an agreement on a gun violence bill with the possibility of a vote coming this week. President Biden urging parents to get their young children vaccinated against COVID-19 now that regulators authorized the shots for tots.
8: These vaccines are safe and effective and are approved after extensive
1: scientific
17: review by the Food and Drug Administration. The FDA and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and the CDC. Nearly 18 million kids are eligible to get vaccinated. And Wall Street comes back strong after a week of sell offs, the Dow closing up 641 points. All
6: three averages gaining 2% as the energy and banking sectors rebounded. But it was tech which staged the most impressive rally as investors looked past a worsening economic picture.
17: The Fox Business Network's Jerry Willis. America is listening to Fox News.
7: along with takeout. Call today or stop in to experience Tico's in the second generation.
10: Tico's Steakhouse, East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030.
14: Smith Marine has killer boat deals on sale now, featuring Crest Pontoons and Suzuki Motors. Offering thousands of new boats right now along with Suzuki Specials. This is the best time to buy your new or used boat. You'll never find a better deal. Smith Marine, 149 Harbor Drive, Main Harbor Marina in Ridgeland.
16: It's Alyssa Arbuckle and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Temperatures will climb well into the 90s to lower 100s across much of the state this week, with afternoon heat indexes topping out at around 105 degrees. Jason Davis, the assistant chief with Biloxi Fire, recommends frequent breaks when you're working outside.
24: Don't wait on the breaks. Mm-hmm. Don't try to, you know, overdo it when you're working outside. Uh, take plenty of breaks. Drink plenty of water. And one of the things that's really big that sometimes we forget to do, make sure that you protect your skin. So um, use that sunscreen.
16: They've seen an increase in calls for heat exhaustion.
24: A high percentage of our calls now uh, have changed from fire calls to medical calls. So we run many, many medical calls now. I would say we're up there close to 80% or more of our calls on medical versus fire. Um, But we're very equipped. We have paramedics and uh, EMTs. Even to come on to the Fire Department now, uh, after your first year, you have to be a nationally registered EMT.
1: In Mississippi, we look out for one another because that's the Mississippi way. I'll be honest, not long ago, I was unsure about getting the COVID-19
10: vaccine because I had a lot of questions. And after talking to my healthcare provider, I
1: got the answers I needed to make an informed decision about protecting myself and my community because that's the Mississippi way. Got questions? Get informed by visiting the MSWay.com or talking to one of the physicians with the Mississippi State Medical Association.
16: There's some light at the end of the tunnel, more than two years after the coronavirus pandemic began. Sue Guzman
8: explains. In its early days, the coronavirus pandemic killed thousands of Americans at an alarming speed until vaccinations came on the scene. While COVID-19 is still around, it's a lot less deadly, even though cases continue to rise. It's responsible for an average of 314 deaths a day. That is down from more than 3,000 in January 2021. Scientists telling the New York Times that is due in part because most Americans are vaccinated or have immunity from being exposed to the virus. Big concern for doctors now is the condition known as long COVID. Thousands continue to suffer from COVID-related health problems for weeks and even months. COVID
16: cases are still on the rise across Mississippi, with the state averaging 811 reported cases per day over the last week, a 56% increase from two weeks ago. For more Mississippi news, head on over to supertalk.fm.
8: Hello, I'm Ashley Kaiser from Greensboro, Alabama. I'm proud to be a catfish farmer. And being selected as Alabama Catfish Farmer of the Year means a lot to me. I pride myself in raising healthy fish for you to enjoy. And they were raised right here in America. So please make sure you and your family are receiving the best, U.S. farm-raised catfish. This message is brought to you by the Catfish Institute. For more information, visit uscatfish.com.
18: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
1: Sports Talk Mississippi covering your Mississippi team with live reports from games and practices plus exclusive interviews weekday afternoon starting at 3 on supertalk.fm, the Super Talk Mississippi app, and always live on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station.
2: Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com and the Pearl River Resort Studio, Pearl River Resort, the home of the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. You can visit them online at Dancing Rabbit Golf to book your tee time or to book your trip. Or you can just give them a call and they will help you get set up exactly what you need. Pearlriverresort.com or dancingrabbitgolf.com. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, Jell-O Shots for everyone. Great to be with you on this Tuesday afternoon. Oh, the College World Series Jell-O Shot Challenge. I I know, I I can't imagine that you guys didn't talk about this yesterday. I'm assuming you did, yes?
4: Yes, we did. Where were you? Where were you dropping two, three grand to try to get your Rebels into the lead?
2: It's actually wrong. I, 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 I saw Rocco's across the street. I did not go inside.
3: This actually says something about you Ooh. in a good way. It means you, you don't spend a lot of time on Twitter, which is a compliment, because I should spend <laughs> less time on Twitter. Because I actually cut what Dad said about it yesterday and, and put it out there uh, on Twitter this morning. Uh, Dad said you cannot complain about gas prices or anything else economically when you're spending – the cost of a gallon of gas on a prepackaged Jello shot purchased online at a bar. Purchased online. Oh yeah, they're not making those. You can get oh, the, the jars oh, that I thought, they're. I thought you meant like you could buy the shots on. No,
2: them. but no, like the, okay, the maker of yeah,
3: okay. Yeah, like I went to a bar in New Orleans years ago that made their own with Everclear, and yeah, uh, but they made their own. So at least like what we were buying for a lot less by the way it was $2 a shot. Like they were making them in the back and they actually like confirmed had alcohol in them. You could buy these on Amazon. That's what this guy's doing. There's no effort on his part at all and he's making a killing. What are they uh, what do they sell for on Amazon? So a pack of 20 is $20. So a dollar a shot. Sold for 450 at the bar.
2: So, so he's making three dollars and fifty cents per, per shot. shot, and they're at about fourteen thousand shots. I think. <laughs> yeah, you can do the math. Yeah. You, you can uh, you can do the math. That is that is
4: straight profit. Rocco is going to take a month long vacation to the Cayman Islands when this week is over.
2: And, and by the way, the four dollars and fifty cents per shot. Three dollar fifty cent profit. It doesn't factor in a single other thing they have sold. I don't think people are right. exclusively having Jello shots. It's we talked we hey. talked
4: about that on the podcast today. They're buying beer. They're buying drinks. They're buying pizza.
2: Yeah. Hey, uh, give guys me, like uh, Scrooge
4: McDuck jumping into a a tank full of gold coins at this point.
2: Give me uh, give me ten strawberry Jello shots and ten Miller Lights. That'll be $90. Yeah, that's happening. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and then you had the apparel companies that got into it. Um, Tyler Jordan from Realtree yesterday yeah. um, bought yeah. 900 shots for Ole Miss fans. Not to be outdone by banded brands. I think it's an Arkansas-based hunting gear company. Yeah? And, and, I told, and they bought I a told thousand. I told Borky
4: that... Uh... We just need one of the Waltons to show up and be like, here's a million dollars for Arkansas. That's the end of this.
2: Yes, the, the, this contest has come to an end. It's over. Yes. Um. Does this run its course? Like, is this year the oh. end of the Jell-O Shot Challenge, or will it be a bigger deal next year? Yeah.
4: yeah, I mean, what happens next? What happens, let's say, you know, that Ole Miss goes back next year and Arkansas goes back next year? And Mississippi State turns it around and is back next year. Now all of a sudden that guy's driving a Bentley.
2: And, what, wait, and Mississippi got the biggest State house in town. set the record last year with just shy of three thousand Jello shots over the course of almost two weeks at the College World Series. Yeah,
4: and now and, it's, they're both at like five thousand four days in.
2: Uh no, no, it's it's more than that. So it's as over? of six hours oh, ago. Uh, and I, I've not seen an update since. So, so that was at 11 o'clock this morning. Arkansas was at 6,526 Jello shots. About 1,100 in front of Ole Miss at 5,428
4: Jello shots. That's just insane.
2: Rocco's is so disappointed that Ole Miss and Arkansas are on the same side of the bracket. It's like, this could go on for another week if I played my cards right and they were on the opposite. Yes. Yeah, so uh, are they going to run out? Or is he, like, reordering jello well, shots every day?
4: Robbie Falk made a good point. He said, whoever loses out of this side of the bracket, Arkansas or Ole Miss, some of their fans are going to stay, just continue to buy jello shots. Like, we're going to win something, dang
2: it. Hmm. I really thought after, uh, after last night's outcome, Ole Miss might take the lead there. Yeah. But they didn't. Maybe that was the thought last night, Arkansas. We may not have won on the field, but by golly, we'll go to bed with the lead tonight, one way or the other.
4: We're going to get something here.
2: One way or the other. Hey, it's just after 5 o'clock. That means, as always, it's time for the college football fix. College Football Fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Do you know about the Ford Blue Advantage when looking to buy a used Ford? It's got everything on your used vehicle checklist. A gold-certified 172-point inspection, a comprehensive limited warranty backed by Ford, a Carfax report, and even a 14-day, 1,000-mile money-back guarantee. The Ford Blue Advantage used car buying that's built for you. See your local participating Mississippi Ford dealer for more details. So today for the college football fix, uh, Borky, we go to the West Coast. George Kliavikov
3: saying some, some things that make you think that perhaps he's been listening to Sports Talk Mississippi. You know, they, they've been teasing this ever so often. We've gotten random small snippets from... The AD at Notre Dame, for example, who said he's not sure that the NCAA is capable of handling college football anymore and so on and so forth. You had the leak from the SEC that they're actually considering hosting their own playoff. And now finally a major power player in in college football, but the commissioner of a Power 5 conference has outright said it. Something that you've been talking about for years on this show. We've got the audio to prove it. It's time to treat football differently. We cannot govern all of college sports the same. Division two, Division three, FCS cannot be treated like Division I, and football cannot be treated like the other sports. And other commissioners agree with me. It's time for it to stand on its own. Outright said it. Here's
2: some of the direct quotes. We have to be realistic about the fact that football is a unique animal among the rest of college sports and that there are conferences that should be more aligned and should be more in control of the future of high-level college football. I've had conversations with several of the FBS commissioners. I've been surprised by the unanimous support for the idea among the folks that I've spoken to about taking football rulemaking and football rule enforcement out of the NCAA, and investing it in an organization that is run by the 10 conferences. He also said having a trade organization that represents more than 1,000 schools across divisions 1, 2, and 3 that operate in very different business models is very difficult. Coming up with a common set of rules that makes sense for everybody was difficult before the Austin case, and after Austin, coming up with rules and particularly enforcing those rules has proven to be nearly impossible for me It would make sense to have self-governance for a smaller group of conferences than the 32 that currently make up Division I. That doesn't necessarily mean being separate from the NCAA. You can do that within the NCAA, similar to the way certain autonomy was given to the Power Five conferences for certain issues. Finally, George Klyavakov said... The way I think about it is control of everything related to college football, with the exception of the media rights during the regular season, would vest in one organization, setting the rules, enforcing the rules, and running the postseason. So handing it all over to the
3: college football playoff committee? I imagine with some tweaks. That that type of entity, though. Yeah, making sure all the conferences have a seat, a representative at the table or whatever. But what's most interesting to me is he's just not flying at the hip. He's like, hey, I've talked to other people privately, and they've got a meeting coming up apparently soon. like, They all agree with me. All right, so let me ask you this. So
2: when the NCAA presidency came open, we kicked around different names, and Greg Sankey's name obviously was at the top of the list. And the thought was, no, that makes absolutely no sense. He would be taking a self-imposed demotion. Would somebody like Greg Sankey be interested in running college football, period? I don't know the answer to that question. But that's a pretty powerful gig if you're going to be given the authority to actually run college football. Sports Talk Mississippi. That's your college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. We'll be right back.
5: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Ridgeland and Brandon. For all your glass needs, call them at 601-605-4443. Typical congestion, 55 south to 20 eastbound at the stack. Also seeing delays, 49 southbound at Old 49 and in Brandon. Look at heavy congestion on Highway 80 eastbound down through the cone zones. Elsewhere, things looking pretty good. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers, 601-353-5217.
19: When you need an oil change, go see Central Mississippi's oil change specialists at Car Care Clinic Jet Loop. Their 28-point full-service oil change is more than an oil change. You get peace of mind with premium motor oil, preventative maintenance to change, inspect, check, fill, and clean essential components of your vehicle, and upon request, interior vacuuming. Just drive in, stay in your car, and the job is done in just a few minutes. Plus, Car Care Clinic is COVID-compliant. Car Care Clinic offers a 10% discount for women every Wednesday, and military, seniors, and offers responders every Thursday and is your locally owned and operated AAA recommended repair shop in the Jackson Metro. An A-plus member of the Better Business Bureau with ASE certified mechanics. Car Care Clinic has been a trusted business for great service for over 45 years. Visit any of their convenient locations or go to cccjl.com for savings. Car Care Clinic, we want to change your oil, not your schedule.
18: Nobody cares like the Car Care Clinic for your automobile.
15: Palito, this is Choctaw Indian Princess Shima Crosby inviting you to the 72nd Choctaw Indian Fair, July 13th through 16th. Enjoy live performances from Ryan Hurd, Casting Crowns, and Lady A. Experience Choctaw art, food, dancing, and carnival rides. Activate your competitive spirit with Res Run, Iron Warrior Competition, and the Cornhole Tournament. And don't miss the inaugural Volleyball Tournament. Visit ChoctawIndianFair.com and like us on Facebook. Hope to see you there. Hachapis, bachapis.
10: This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're
12: asking for trouble. Would you agree?
10: The best made to order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769 208 8283. Once again, 769 208
1: 8283. Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Text line 601-879-4395. Great to be with you this afternoon. We'd love to hear from you. Want to give your business the edge? Get gigabit fiber internet from C Spire Business backed by world-class IT experts who live where you do, right here in C Spire country. Check availability now at cspire.com slash business. Question on the C Spire text line, what would be more important for State or Ole Miss to win a national championship in baseball or in football.
4: It's just not even close how much bigger it is would be in football. Not even close.
3: Well, and I replied to him and said, football 100 times over, it's more important to go to a decent bowl game than win a national championship in baseball. He said, maybe. Now, it, there's no maybe about it. it. It's easy to get caught up in, in prisoner of the moment. And look, if Ole Miss is able to pull this off, it would be incredible. It would be incredible. But the impact and the importance of baseball just doesn't come anywhere close to that of football. Football is the thing that drives everything. Everything.
2: The answer is the same as it's it's football or basketball, right? I mean, oh, it's just—it's yeah. just—it's yeah. just, not even close. But the the thing about Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Baseball is the second most important sport at those two schools. Any any debate about that? I mean like even if No. If basketball was really rolling Is there a Hey dad, was there a time when basketball at Mississippi State was more important than baseball? And I mean it's no. got to be in that like mid to late 90s early 2000s window. Not since before nineteen eighty four, right?
4: I mean, no, not probably not go back to. I mean, Polk to the first College World Series in eighty one. I he had one in the seventies too, so probably
2: going all the way back to that.
4: Okay, been a baseball school in terms of what's second best.
2: Yeah.
3: Um. It sounds like that's taking away from like, like State's win last year. Well, football is more important. Well, of course it is, but it, it doesn't make it any less important for the people here. It, it sounds condescending. It's just—it's it, true. It's not even worth comparing because it does feel like it takes away from from what's happening here.
2: Say that one more time.
3: I. I don't like because I, I got asked that last night, and I don't like talking about it because it feels like just kind of shooting it down immediately is taking away from how, how good this is and, and how fun national or Omaha runs are and how great it is and how important it is for the state. When somebody asks about comparing it to football, my response is immediately, there's no comparison. It's not. You would rather go to the Outback Bowl, may it rest in peace, because that means you had a, a decent enough season where you played big games and won them than make an Omaha run. It's just more important to win in football in that when I say that, I feel like I'm taking away from baseball, and that's not the intention. It's just reality. So I don't like talking about it right now. Somebody says I'd rather
2: win a national championship in baseball than be the twelve in the twelfth best bowl game. That's a hundred percent. Well, sure, sure.
4: But we're not talking about the twelfth best bowl game, though. We're talking about like the third or fourth best bowl game.
2: Yeah. See, I, I mean, I think you got to be Sugar Bowl or higher. Yeah, that's that's what we're talking about here. Yeah, I mean, in in, in terms of does it make a bigger splash nationally, more people watch, of of course it's football and all those things. But let's not for a second pretend like it's not a massive deal. It was a massive deal a year ago when Mississippi State carried a trophy off the field at TD Ameritrade. If Ole Miss is able to win three more games in Omaha, Nebraska, it will be a massive deal when they carry the trophy off the field at Charles Schwab. Massive. Thing, you don't even the have the to compare
4: the two. They exist in a vacuum. Yeah. What, what happens to your program in college baseball doesn't affect what it does in college football. Now, the opposite is not true. What happens in college football can affect things in college baseball because the money that comes in from football can, can go to baseball. But you can be great at college baseball and bad at college football. It doesn't mean you shouldn't celebrate your college baseball team. But if you ask us what's more important, it's football.
2: Yeah. Um, generally speaking in my life, my wife is the voice voice of reason. You guys probably can uh, relate to that. It is rare that Jane listens to this radio program for a lot of reasons. But she says this is a silly conversation. By, by the way, it was a conversation that came from a texter. It's not something that we just started out of thin air. She says, be content yeah, in your own success without comparison. And see, that kind of works like not just with rivalries, but also with sports. It does, but we got 3 hours of a day. To yeah, fill. We, we, yeah, we 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 kinda, we got to we got to do that
3: a little bit, baby. <laughs> just a little bit. You what you want from us? But that's why people like her do what she's doing and people with lower intellect like us do what we're doing. You know what I mean? It's just c- critical thinkers don't do what we do. They do more important stuff and, and better stuff. That's all. Yeah. Sure. Yeah.
2: But there is something to that, right? Yeah. Yes.
4: Yeah, okay. of course there is. But then, hey, Dad's like, yes, but no, not for me, no. But no, I'm not. I don't. I don't. I, you know, I don't deal in those absolutes. Hmm. Let's see this. Only a Sith deals in absolutes.
2: Corey and Tupelo is a lifelong state fan. My dad was one of the original left field loungers. He would check me out early from school for midweek games. I would hide in the hatchback of his Mustang. When you could drive into the left field lounge, he dubbed himself Danny Baseball and had all of his clothes monogrammed with that. He passed away in August 2017, never got to step foot in the new stadium, missed out on the improbable run with Coach Henderson, missed getting to see and hear Jim Ellis declare his Bulldogs as national champions, a sport he loved more than any other. For that reason alone, I would never trade our baseball natty for a football natty. So that's on a very personal level, yeah, and that is one hundred percent fine.
3: Yeah, there's a difference between what John Cohen would would trade for and, and what you, the individual, would trade for. You know,
2: <laughs> James tells me peace out for several months. I'll check back in in November.
24: <laughs> oh, that's
2: pretty good. That's pretty good. College baseball would explode if it would get with a major network and off of ESPN for the World Series and the Regionals. Hmm. I think college baseball would grow if more of its regular season games were on ESPN and ESPN2 and not relegated to conference network channels only. What do you have? I agree with that. Streaming-only platforms. Yeah, I mean, 10, 15 regular season games that are on ESPN or ESPN2. Yeah. ESPN does not care about college baseball until the postseason. And they really don't care about it in regional play. They care a little bit about super regionals, and they put all their eggs in the Omaha basket. It's just true. The people that run college baseball at ESPN are Major League Baseball people. It did not used to be that way. There used to be college baseball people that ran college baseball for ESPN, but they tra- they changed their kind of internal structure. Like, like they put all of football together. So high school football, college football, and NFL football is in a football silo. College basketball and the NBA and women's college basketball are in a basketball silo. It, it used to be that college sports... Was in a silo and professional sports was, and then they kind of pulled college football out of that and it was on its own. But, but they, they've incorporated those things, and it's part of the reason that you get Carl Ravich and Eduardo Perez on the call for the college world series because they think that it adds to the coverage by bringing the big league guys in. It doesn't,
3: it detracts
2: from th- picks it. Away.
12: It tells Makes you from you are
3: dumb. You would have hated it last night, I think. I think Been you would shot. have. You're, you usually are more... not Balance isn't the right word. Fair to broadcasters. But what bugs me is this is the national championship tournament, right? That's what it is. There were six mm-hmm. teams left last night. And no, the game wasn't close, but it was for a while. And so much time was wasted on what the bridge is called because Carl Ravage swears there was a sign downtown that called the bridge the ped bridge or whatever that kind of stuff they were broadcasting as if it was game 80 of a 160 game season and not the final 6 of the sport and that frustrates me it didn't they didn't treat it as if it was huge they treated it like it was a regular 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 old mlb game it sucked.
2: Mm, that's a bummer.
3: Yeah, you're right. I did. I, I would not have enjoyed that. They ate uncrustables in the dugout, like that kind of stuff.
2: Sports talk Mississippi with you. We'll be back half an hour left on this Tuesday.
10: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today's sunny skies and hot, high near 98. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 76. Your Wednesday, sunny and hot, high near 98. Wednesday evening, mostly clear, low around 76. And for your Thursday, much of the same, sunny skies and hot, high near 101. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871.
0: Why should you trust Coleman-Taylor Transmissions for your transmission repair?
18: If you have an issue, I'm the one to deal with. I have a 4.7 rating on Google. It's about as legitimate as it gets.
5: We've been in that location for 50 years. Our company has been in business for 61 years, 62 years
12: this year. We've had the same phone number since 1970.
0: Needing a transmission repaired is never convenient, but with free towing on major repairs, it's a little bit easier. Call Coleman-Taylor Transmissions today at 601-355-8526 or go to Coleman-Taylor-Jackson-MS- Dot com.
6: be right <laughs> back. Michael Cassidy has proposed a lot of new federal spending. Cassidy wants to force a government-run health care system on all citizens, regardless of age. That's the same Medicare for All proposal being promoted by radical liberals like Bernie Sanders and AOC. Cassidy's proposal would cost taxpayers $48 trillion, eliminating your health insurance and bankrupting the current Medicare program. It's radical, irresponsible, and there's nothing conservative about that, because there's nothing conservative about Michael Cassidy.
7: I'm Michael Guest, and I approve this message.
6: Paid for by friends of Michael Guest.
15: Breezy Oaks ran is Mississippi's source for local, pasture-finished YQ beef and heritage pork. No antibiotics, no hormones. Breezy Oaks Ranch YQ beef and heritage pork is healthy and has incredible flavor in marbling. Call 601-908-9080 or breezyoaksranch.com. Pickup or delivery.
0: This is Dr. Will Lumpflett with Capital Dental. At Capital Dental, we want to be your one stop for comprehensive family dentistry for your family's dental needs. Book your appointment online today at capitaldentalinc.com. That's capitaldentalinc.com.
16: It's Lisa Arbuckle and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Temperatures will climb well into the 90s to lower 100s across much of the state this week, with afternoon heat indexes topping out at around 105 degrees. Jason Davis, the assistant chief with Biloxi Fire, recommends frequent breaks when you're working outside.
24: Don't wait on the breaks. Mm -hmm. Don't try to, you know, overdo it when you're working outside. Uh, Take plenty of breaks. Drink plenty of water. And one of the things that's really big that sometimes we forget to do, make sure that you protect your skin. So um, use that sunscreen.
16: They've seen an increase in calls for heat exhaustion.
24: A high percentage of our calls now uh, have changed from fire calls to medical calls. So we run many, many medical calls now. I would say we're up there close to 80% or more of our calls on medical versus fire. Um, But we're very equipped. We have paramedics and uh, EMTs. Even to come on to the Blux Fire Department now, uh, after your first year, you have to be a nationally registered EMT.
11: Twilight Concerts at Renaissance are back. Ratchet
15: Entertainment presents Twilight Concert Series at Renaissance. Saturday, July 9th, with JJ Gray and Mofro. Big head Todd and the Monsters. Broken Plus Jay and the Causeways. Tickets are on sale now at TwilightMS.com. That's TwilightMS.com. Brought to you in part by Southern Beverage. Renaissance. Ridgeland First. And Watkins Construction. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group.
2: to you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. There's a thing about being good in a particular season in a sport. We can, uh, we can think back to 2014 when Mississippi State and Ole Miss were both really, really good in football, shared a Sports Illustrated cover, etc., and you remember that with with every win that Mississippi State or Ole Miss had that season, the next game got bigger. The stakes got higher. The level of importance, the scrutiny, all of those things were magnified. And so I don't know if you guys talked about it yesterday. My guess is you did at some point because this is a question that was kind of floating around there. Was yesterday's game the biggest game? In Ole Miss baseball history, I think most people would would have answered yes. You know, prior to that, you would have had. I mean, I guess your answer prior to that would have been Game Three of the Lafayette Super Regional when Ole Miss got to the College World Series. More recently, I guess Game two of the Hattiesburg Super Regional where Ole Miss got to the College World Series. But there had been no significant, you know, 1956, they had the win against New Hampshire to start the College World Series. Winning game one is great. If you lose game one, winning game two keeps you from going home. But it's winning game one and game two that puts you in the enviable position of having to be beaten twice to keep you out of the championship series. It has happened, but it doesn't happen very often. The odds are overwhelmingly in favor of the teams who start the College World Series 2-0 and to get to the finals. And so, how quickly that question that can lead you into a game becomes moot, Right? it's the biggest game in the history of the program and if you win it the next game becomes the biggest game in the history of the program and if you win that one <laughs> and and so it goes and so it goes and and you know it, like there's some coach cliche in there right oh well the most important game is the game right now well yeah not always you know when you're when you're 3-3 three and three in conference play, your next game is, it may be important right then, but in terms of big picture, big scope, no, it's not the most important game. So what did Ole Miss do in the most important game in its program's history last night? Absolutely dominated. If you guys missed it earlier, new audience, folks getting off work, looking for some college baseball conversation, here it is for you. On the mound last night, Hunter Elliott, six and a third, 100 pitches, six hits, three runs, only one of those three runs earned. Didn't blow you away, right? He's coming off a 10-strikeout, no-walk performance. Last night, he struck out four, and he walked two. That's a good offense. Yeah, we were going through the, the Arkansas order earlier. Braden Webb scares you in the leadoff spot. Brady Slavens couldn't buy a hit at the beginning of SEC play. He scares you in the two-hole. Caden Wallace, scary. Michael Turner, scary. Len Zilli, scary. Robert Moore, Jalen Battles. I mean, good grief. Peyton Stovall hit a home run a mile last night, and he's batting in the eight-hole. I don't know that Gregory, the left fielder, scares you much in the nine-hole, but even he's swinging it Okay. And so for Hunter Elliott to do that against that lineup last night, it's really good stuff. What was a bigger deal last night? I'm genuinely curious. What was a bigger deal? Ole Miss's pitching or what it did offensively against Arkansas?
4: Pitching. Because yeah. pitching is what sets up the rest of the way. I mean, well, they had five runs, Arkansas, so I mean, six runs would have been plenty. But not having to use a ton of pitching in these first two games is what has put Ole Miss in the position they are in right this second.
3: Yeah, and it's not just pitching. It was how Hunter Elliott got out of a couple of funky situations with errors and whatnot, and he had a really high pitch count for a while. Mm -hmm. And, like, in the fourth inning, it was how long is he going to go and who are they going to go to, but then he got really efficient and was able to get into the 7th, probably could have finished the 7th. If he really wanted to, probably could have. No need to ask him to do that, but he could have if you wanted him to. Got efficient quickly. And to Haydad's point, it happened in Hattiesburg as well. Game 1 could not have gone any better for Ole Miss on the mound. Same thing for Game 2. Game 1 Saturday could not have gone any better. You threw mallets. what, 16 pitches? Yeah. Same thing here. Hunter Elliott was was so good at getting out of an early mess and being efficient and saving those arms again? Think about this. In the four
2: biggest games of the season, two Super Regional games in Hattiesburg, two College World Series games in Omaha, four games, two pitchers have started, Delusion and, and Elliot, and at no point, in any of those four games, which are the four most important games of the year, has either of those pitchers stepped onto the mound facing a deficit? It's crazy. So I think the two things work hand-in-hand, right? I mean, Delucia and Elliott have been really, really good, and the confidence that seems to trickle over to the offensive side from those guys being on the mound... The offense is delivered as well. When I mean, Ole Miss jumped out first against Southern Miss in both games, didn't allow a run on the mound, they jump out first against Auburn, and then they jump out in front against Arkansas last night. Neither of those guys have pitched from behind in the Super Regional or the Regional. Now both pitched from behind in the Regional, Right, Deleucia didn't factor into the decision in the game against Arizona, game that Ole Miss won seven to four. And Miami led was one, nothing in, the one nothing in the uh in the game against Ole Miss in the second game of the Coral Gables regional. Yep. It's pretty telling stuff. And, Ole Miss, and, and and again, we go back to it one more time. Ole Miss is one win away, not just from getting to the finals. Ole Miss is a win away tomorrow night from having a situation that they absolutely could not dream any better in terms of pitching going into the finals. Not just having their two guys, but having their two guys on full rest and have a having a bullpen because if Ole Miss wins tomorrow, they won't play again until Saturday. And so, I mean, if if Diamond starts tomorrow, or whoever starts tomorrow, that starting pitcher is probably not available on Saturday. Everybody else on your staff is available. Everybody else. Now that could, I mean, if Oklahoma knocks off Texas A&M tomorrow. Oklahoma could be in the exact same situation. Although I do think they held their best starter for Game Two, if I remember correctly. I don't think they ran their dude out there for Game One of the uh, of the College World Series. That's a good team, though, in Oklahoma. Chris in Oxford says pitching definitely puts you in a position to win, but you still got to be able to hit the baseball. The other team I can promise you is there because they can hit it as well. You're right. Another message says, uh, as a former high school pitcher from Shannon, the next game is the most important game. Yeah, I hear you.
3: Pitcher's job is to lead his team. I'm sure it does allow their offense to relax a little bit because, you know, if you're, just say, Tim Elko, for example, I, I got Hunter Elliott on the mound. I'm, we're good. Let's relax and just hit the ball every out or every at-bat doesn't feel like it's so pressure-packed because my guy's going to put up a bunch of zeros.
2: Uh, Richard, great show guys would like to know all in fun and jest. Where does hey dad stand? Is he pulling for or against Ole Miss winning a national championship in baseball? I would like to know. That is from Jeff. hey do you want me to answer for you or you you want to answer it yourself?
4: You know what? Go right ahead if you think you know the answer.
2: He is pulling for anybody that is playing Ole Miss for a national championship in any sport. You knew the answer. I'm not speaking for you. And yet, I think I got your answer right.
17: Hmm.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Jeez. Come on, man. Surely there are people you would be happy for. No. You're a terrible person. You are a, you are a bad human being. We'll be I'd right be back. back. Sports Talk Mississippi. Even Gerard. You wouldn't be happy for Gerard? Maybe Gerard. We'll be back.
5: from the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you. They're in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive. Crossgates, call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. Delays 55 southbound through the waterworks all the way down to the stack. Continues eastbound on 20 to 49. And in Richland, delays 49 southbound from just before old 49 down to Harper. And elsewhere, things looking pretty good. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. Serving the Metro since 1946.
8: Call them at 601-353-5217. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Glutstadt, just south of Germantown High. Callaways has an outstanding selection of your favorite trees, shrubs, color plants, bagged and bulk soils, everything for your outdoor living. Callaways has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the South. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaways has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Did you know Callaways has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for indoors and outdoors? Bring your truck or trailer. Callaways has bulk soils. For pickup and local delivery, calloways landscape designers, Clinton Strader and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Visit Callaway's in Gladstad on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is, is
7: everything for home and
17: garden. That's what is.
13: How can R.J. Young help you?
19: time is cannon time
1: looking for a quality pre-owned vehicle this is dave logan Canon Nissan of jackson right now we have a really large selection of pre-owned vehicles with more on the way when the smoke clears nobody beats a cannon deal
2: nobody
13: this portion of Sports Talk Mississippi is sponsored by Coleman-Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman-Taylor today for all your transmission needs.
10: Harley Equipment in Gluckstadt is excited that grass-cutting season has finally arrived. Harley has a large selection of in-stock Skag zero-turns, wall-behinds, and stand on mowers. And Skag mowers are known for being simply the best in the lawn equipment industry. Skag has the mowing machine to meet your needs with a variety of models to choose from for whatever size property you might have. Skag Is offering zero percent financing and no money down, so buying a new mower has never been easier. Hartley Equipment in Gluckstadt. Find us on Facebook or give us a call, 601 499
11: 0944. This is owner Cameron Hartley reminding you that when it comes to your lawn and outdoor equipment needs, shop smartly, shop Hartley. Hello, I'm Kenny Francis from Corning, Arkansas.
1: I'm proud to be a catfish farmer. And being selected as Arkansas 2022 Catfish Farmer of the Year means a lot to me. I pride myself in raising healthy fish for you to enjoy, and they were raised right here in America. So please make sure you and your family are receiving the
8: best U.S. farm-raised catfish. This message is brought to you by the Catfish Institute. For more information, visit uscatfish.com.
7: Go beyond the headlines on middays with Gerard
1: Gibbert. Weekdays ten to one. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk oh Mississippi.
19: What is going on here?
1: Your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. Well, it's about time. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: I don't know if I can read this text verbatim, the, the the old version of it was: if they were playing the Russians, I'd be, you know, I'd be for the Russian comrades. Yeah. Now you shouldn't read what he wrote. I don't think I can read if Ole Miss was playing the Taliban, what I would be doing, but yeah, they would can. be cheering for the Taliban. We'll just, you can you just can just use your own creativity. Um. You cannot buy a drink, go out to eat, or even go to church in Omaha without seeing an Ole Miss fan just got home and hated to leave. That's from Leslie in Leakesville. So I had a take. It it was really impressive.
3: Uh, and It 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 was really impressive. looks good on TV. I had a take on Saturday that all of my small group of online followers agreed with. Mm Mm-hmm. Old Miss's primary color should be red and powder blue because shows up, shows up well. It looks so Not much time. better I mean, I would, on television. It looks so much better. It, it's just such a nice looking combination. Super
4: hot and navy
3: too. It's really hot we'll navy. In and navy. Uh, it just it when like they navy. would do the crowd shots, I kept thinking. First of all, everybody there, if they're wearing blue, it's the powder kind. So that tells you something. But it the, the visuals are just so much better with those two versus that and blue.
2: Something tells me they're not making that change. No, by the way, the baseball team seems to be playing well in solid Navy jerseys. They don't have to make that change. It looks like the fans have kind of done it for them. You think Ole Miss will will wear a different color jersey tomorrow? Nope.
3: Baseball players are weird. They think that the blue jerseys are why they're
2: winning. Yeah, but remember they've worn the red once in the postseason also. In the uh, in the final game of the Miami Super Regional, so Delucia and Elliott are all blue jerseys. I'm wondering if they'll go to a different one. Uh, Let's see here. Jeff said, Richard, were you pulling for Mississippi State last year in the College World Series? I just actually answered this question on the uh, on the text line. What what was it? How did I phrase it? I was not pulling against them. I was kind of ambivalent. I watched every pitch of every game and was really happy for some of the people that I think a lot of that are either Mississippi State fans or work there or have ties there or family members. And that's where I was on it. No, I mean, did I like pull out a cowbell, say, hey, can I borrow a cowbell and ring my cowbell or ring your cowbell to cheer for Mississippi State? No, I didn't do that. But I was happy for. I was happy for Chris Lamonis. I was happy for John Cohen. I was happy for my man Big E, who had endured a lot and, and got to see that national championship. So, hey, I was just go sit there see who he and bite didn't his mention tongue, there, Borky?
4: You see who he didn't mention? He was happy for there, Borky, and he wonders well, why those he's not
12: people. Not, didn't he's not on my top five rebel list. <laughs> <laughs> those people. He have wonders why he's not on my face. top five
4: rebel list. He wonders why. I promise you, if ever Kennard had my job, you'd have heard a lot more from him than you ever did from me. I yeah. will guarantee that.
2: Every single day of the calendar year? Hey, I stopped in February. You just. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you laid out what it was going to be, that you were going to mention it every yeah. single day. One of our uh, listeners asked for that. I'm just a man of the people. Sure, you are. Brian Haydad, I was happy for you as well.
4: Hey. And here's the thing, Richard. I'll be happy for you, okay? But I won't be happy. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get that. I absolutely get that. Like, when my friends are happy, I'm happy. But I don't have to be happy about what they're happy about.
2: Uh, Here's one. uh, I hope Ole Miss wins so Richard can do the same Ric Flair montage we had to endure last year. Uh Nick, Richard Richard would have a much better suit than I would, I had. I I am afraid Nick that you're going to be sorely disappointed. You got to do something. You can't just let that stand. Come on now. Uh Richard, will you bring in the newest show post natty with wrestling music? This is what I'm talking about.
4: I've set a standard now, Richard. You've got to uh you've got to overdo it. You've got to you got to you got to you got to get above that standard.
23: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I had a friend ask me if if that does happen A lot of people future tripping, by the way I know the team's playing well and confident But there are some games to win first Yeah. Uh, what I would play to start the show What the opening segment song would be And my first thought was, well, Queen, obviously And he was like, no, that's played out you got to play Trophies by Drake Great song, by the way It is But the editing that I have to go through to play trophies, I don't know the.
4: I
2: don't know that song. I
3: don't know if it's worth it, so we might just stick with the old school.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, You got another baseball game coming up tonight, and if you are an Ole Miss fan, it is one that is of uh, should be of extreme interest to you. Auburn and Arkansas. The winner will meet Ole Miss tomorrow night at six o'clock in Omaha with a trip to the finals hanging in the balance if Ole Miss wins the game or a winner-take-all, game seven for that side of the bracket on Thursday. Thanks for being with us on this Tuesday afternoon. For Michael Borkey and Brian Haydad, I'm Richard Cross in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Good night.